Hey everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How are you? Thursday, we made it. Couple more days and then it's sweet, sweet Saturday, baby. I was just talking to uh, Avery Pearson in New York last week about how we need to get rid of Mondays. He goes, what would be your first executive order as president? I said, get rid of Mondays, man. People fucking hate Mondays. And as a result, they'd be way more pumped for Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and you'd, people would be like, instead of, you know, I hate Mondays, it'd be like, terrific Tuesdays. And then Wednesday gets even more uh, recognition because now it's a shorter week. You got wonderful Wednesdays. You got terrific, uh, uh, no, terrific Tuesdays. Yeah, wonderful Wednesdays. Uh, thirsty Thursdays. You're thirsty for, for the weekend's coming. Fuck yeah, Fridays. Slow it down Saturday, right? Easing into the weekend. Sunday fun day has been established. It's been around. No no change needed there. And then guess what? Mondays. That's right. Used to hate it. Now you love it. Some of you are like, isn't mm-mm the Campbell Soup slogan? No, no, no. It's mm-mm good. This is just mm-mm Mondays. So get on it, Trump. <laughs> Make the change everybody wants. That would be the one thing that I would go, all right. Go on. I'm listening. You make that move, and maybe we're on a, an upward swing. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys have been having a great week. I'm in Dallas tonight through uh, through Sunday with my boy Amir K at the Addison Improv. So come out and see us tonight through Sunday, Addison Improv. I'll get to the, the tour dates later, though. Today's episode is, uh, holy shit, uh, one of those classic ALN fun from top to bottom episodes. It's got sports, movies, comedy. Our guest uh, is Ben Lyons. That's right, baby. Been wanting to do this episode for a while. I've known Ben for a while. I met him when he worked for Yahoo, and I did this hosting gig called Yahoo on the Road. Ben did this thing where he went all over the country in a tour bus, and uh, they they did worked with bands uh, in all these amazing theaters and venues, and he hosted it, and then they had a little correspondence in each city to do some, uh, some pieces for the internet, and I did one of those. And uh, he had me on his ESPN show uh, when my Seahawks were in the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago and beat the Broncos. Uh, he's worked for MTV. Uh, he had a show on E! called The Daily Ten. He just live stream hosted the Oscars. Holy shit. Uh, he's got a show on NBA TV called The Warm Up. Uh, he does it all, man. Movies, sports. Uh, hosts a show here at ESPN on 710. Uh, he's the man. He does it all. And uh, his stories are... Uh, Pretty fucking bonkers, dude. He's done and seen everything. It's it's one of those careers that you go, man, you worked your butt off to get there. Uh, some luck involved, some uh, who you know, just all the uh, components that you need. And then he hustles his ass off, man. Flies every Thursday to Atlanta to do the NBA TV show. And uh, he's a great dude, man, and a good hang and a solid conversation. And uh, you guys are going to love it. So uh, tweet at Ben, at I am Ben Lyons, and let him know you love the episode. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alan Podcast, at Alan Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, AdamRayTV.com uh, for all my tour dates, Dallas this weekend, tonight through Sunday with Amir K and Avery Pearson at the Addison Improv. Get your tickets at Improv.com. Next weekend, I'm at the St. Louis Funny Bone in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, can't wait. Fifth time at that club. Uh, tickets at AdamRayTV.com. That's March 23rd through the 25th. Uh, and then, uh, of course, April 1st, the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. 
The Kevin and Bean April Foolishness Show. So pumped. 5,000 people. The Shrine. Downtown LA. Me, Bill Burr, Jimmy Pardo, Angela Johnson, Jonah Ray, Taylor Williamson, and some special guests. Can't fucking wait. Brad Williams uh, tonight is at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island. Tonight and tomorrow. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. And then Saturday, he's at the Big Wilbur Theater in Boston. Saturday, March 18th. Um, go get your tickets, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Aboutlastnightpodcast.com for all the merch. Our uh, shirts are up there. Hats are coming in the next few days. Posters right after that. Get your merch. Bring them to the shows. We'll sign them, take pics, and continue to subscribe on iTunes. Rate and comment on the podcast on iTunes. Helps us climb the charts and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and keep bringing you more fun content, huh? Like we're doing in the next few weeks with uh, the creator of Rick and Morty, with Theo Vaughn, with Jerry Ferrara, uh, with uh, uh, Adam Devine. We're doing a tour recap episode in the next few weeks. Can't wait for that. Uh, and also make sure you subscribe to my other podcast, Good Call with Josh Wolf. Uh, sports, comedy, you know it, you love it. We've had a Michelle Beadle, Jonathan Coachman from ESPN. We have an Olympic gold medalist coming up soon uh, and some other special surprises. So subscribe to Good Call on iTunes, rate it, comment, and uh, and show the love that way. All right? Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, that's the uh, merch info and the Twitter handles. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny and the good dude. <laughs> the good dude. It's Ben Lyons. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. That's someone who could marry Katy Perry. <laughs> Wait, he married Katy Perry? Yeah, for like a a month, okay. six months, something. Ben, you uh, know decent about me. I don't know if you know my infatuation with Katy Perry. She's number one? Yeah, she's number one. She's uh, no, number one right in now. his mind and his heart. She's getting, I mean, look, I had a, here's how I know I, my... My love and lust was strong. I had a NyQuil dream in which I was going down on her. And I was like, that's pretty strong. Like, also, give it up for NyQuil. Very giving also, of yourself, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I would be... Supportive like the, partner. It's your dream. But yeah. I chose in the dream to be like, no, nah, no, nah, this, this one's on me. Well, it was strange walking in here because I didn't know about this Katy Perry connection. Yeah. But, you know, a long time ago, I used to work at the E! Channel. And yep. I remember produced this for international series about Katy Perry as she, her career was rising. And, like, this is the shitty apartment she lived in right when she moved <laughs> to Los Angeles. I was like, I know I recognize yeah. it from <laughs> somewhere. I'm like, wow, you actually live here now, too. Yeah. That's pretty deep. <laughs> That's Wait, how, you were at E for how long? Six years. That's right. Six years. Yeah. And, and for those of you who know, your dad, your, your dad was an entertainment reporter. Still is, yeah. Still is. So awesome talking to him at 72, and he's just like, oh, I got to get to this Logan screening. <laughs> oh, my God. He's still hustling. Oh, he's in it. So, and is he fully plugged into pop culture? Like, does he? Can he tell you about uh, who Miley Cyrus is dating? Uh. Uh, more, Not so much that. On a, you know, on a Kirk Douglas 100th anniversary, you know, box set or a little Burt gotcha. Lancaster talk. Or okay. Or, you know, I don't know, the latest M. Night to a Hitchcock you might have recovered. <laughs> but who Miley's hanging out. Can you keep up with who Miley Cyrus is dating? Uh, 
I, 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 I canceled my subscription to Miley.com like at least five months after ago. the haircut. I'd like to see a couple <laughs> indie films from Miley. Like totally. Supporting role at Sundance. If people see it and it's a hit, great. And if yeah. they don't, so what? At least you did it. And good. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if like her doing a dramatic scene across from like Ben Kingsley or something? Like that, that, right. that, well, that would just be just something crazy. that you that's, didn't. I mean, maybe like, I maybe I'm having one of those Nyquil dreams right now because <laughs> I just said Miley Cyrus and Ben Kingsley in the same sentence. Could be. <laughs> what? Uh, wait. What? What? Uh, your, your dad then must have been the one that got you into this whole world. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You grew up, you know, watching movies you shouldn't have seen. You know, you sh- other kids aren't seeing at an early age and going to film festivals and screenings and and interviews and people would call the house and you know all that kind of. So stuff. So he took you on every. Up. So piece. just part of our life. It was just in yeah. his father. Um, you know, my grandfather, who I never met, he wrote for the New York Post for 40 years covering nightlife in New York. Oh, and, shit. Oh, yeah. And Your entertainment at, reporter legacy. I laugh at some of the things that I've gotten to do in my career and how they're similar on some level yeah. to my grandfather and my dad, but like a little different. You know, my dad learned how to shoot a gun at Hemingway's house in Cuba. I went <laughs> to the LAX gun range with the rapper Nocturnal. So. <laughs> You Similar know, yeah. but different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm sure in 50 years they'll be speaking of nocturnal the same way they speak of Hemingway. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you know well, some say nocturnal, nocturnal is the Hemingway of uh, oh, our, our generation. They, I've I've heard that we have a, a million a, times. A coffee table in our house that was a gift. I think Fred Astaire danced on it or something. And then I was just moving from to a new house and I found some some fingerless leather gloves from a night out with Wilmer Valderrama and I was like, oh yes. <laughs> This makes sense. Dude, that's Wait, <laughs> no, is there a like all finger, a fingerless leather uh, fingerless leather gloves? Wilmer so Valderrama. Wilmer, put on some fingers. This, this is some sort of weird Hollywood game of Clue, where it was like it was Wilder Valderrama with the fingerless leather glove in uh, in the Viper Room. Wait, <laughs> is it Wilmer Sunday or Wilder? Activation. Wil- yeah. Wilmer, yeah. You just said Wilder. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, Wil- <laughs> I, I got I got him uh, mixed up with the guy that goes I've got diabetes uh, that so yeah I kind of said that, oh, who, that who who's that dude Wilfred Wilfred Brimley uh, that's Wil- it yeah Wilfred Brimley he's got diabetes and that's got the kind diabetes. of worlds colliding that <laughs> yeah. my grandfather used yeah. to pride himself on is that he did know you know athletes and writers and actresses and politicians and he loved and because that's what it was back then it was people who were well known for being accomplished yeah. yeah. Um, and he would go out six nights a week covering all the theater and nightlife and hangouts and write little anecdotes. And so that's how my dad kind of grew up in it. And by extension, now I kind of grew up in it. He wrote 12,000 columns, but passed away before I was born. So I've kind of looked through all how, this Yeah, stuff. how much stuff have you gone through? Oh, it's and so cool. To and it's educate. like certain actors and stuff have done interviews with all three of us. Um, I have oh, great wow. photos of my grandfather with Dustin Hoffman at the premiere of The Graduate. And oh, my God. I interviewed Dustin Hoffman for Kung Fu Panda. So, you know. <laughs> That's not really, lost on you, though, right? Like, you really think great. of that when it's going yeah, down. Yeah, of course. Right? Or yeah. at Julie Andrews, I showed her old photos of her and my oh grandfather my and stuff. And That's so, it's cool. So like, cool. Yeah. What about your pops taking you uh, along for the ride? Like, at what moment do you remember either like a movie premiere or maybe hearing him? getting to talk to them or was there a question even the way he did it that made you just like pique your interest at the whole world or there's a game in in, in Long Island a softball game called the artists and writers game that and sounds amazing. I saw Saving Private Ryan the night before I'm 12 years old and the next day Ed Burns is in the game and I just sat in the dugout with him and asked him a million questions and just talked to him about the film and that experience stayed with me of like I can see a movie and sit down with someone involved in making it and ask him 
anything I want to ask him and just have a conversation. Wow. Now, were you like, so... Oh, it's super dope. And he was probably like, get this kid out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's seven Christy inches. Kid, we got me. a reservation afterwards. <laughs> right. We're going to Nobu. Like, come on, get yeah, this yeah. kid out of here. Wait, now, you said like at 12 years old? Yeah, I, I Now, yeah, most, like 12 years old, like... I guess as a kid, you're starting to come into being a kid and like a little, starting to really develop that lack of a filter and more, uh, you know, boisterous. But like, were you just always that way? Or did you not like, you knew it was a cool thing to be doing, but you were just so comfortable around it that you were not thinking like, oh my God, this is Ed Norton. Don't ask a stupid question. Yeah, it's also Ed Burns, not Ed Norton. to be a different movie. But I think that my mom always says to me, you just were comfortable around it. You know, my dad's best friend is the Red Sox radio announcer. So we oh, go to shit. Fenway. We sit in the mm-hmm. booth and would go interview the players and stuff with him. And you know, I was always this like real fan with real cool access. Yeah. And I appreciated it, but wasn't phased by it. It yeah. wasn't wide-eyed by it, I yeah. think. Now, when you told your dad, like, hey, this is something I want to get into, was he thrilled about that? Was he like, no, what are you doing? Like, uh, I'm telling my son to go for a life of cocaine and hookers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, Because if you've seen my dad's movie reviews, that's <laughs> the kind of life that he needs to. The big guy was hey, like, I don't know. Uh, asked my dad if he ever got high in the 70s. He said, no, I was high on baseball. I get it. Oh, I get wow. it. Yeah, it's classic. But like, but like, was he? So was Doc Gooden. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, w- was he? Was he encouraging you of getting into well, the business? When, when I when I left school, I went to Michigan and, and just wanted to start working and mm-hmm. move back to New York. I wanted to be Russell Simmons and manage rappers and produce and and run around New York. And I did a Bone Thugs and Harmony video. Oh my God! So did I. My mother. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? It was first of all, I thought you said uh, Richard Simmons and not Russell Simmons <laughs> right, when you first said right, that. Right. 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 So, right. I'm glad to clarify, but what was the Bone Thugs? Um, both of those men have a real appreciation for fitness. Thank you. Russell's got yeah, new Tantris. <laughs> that's true. Yoga studio on yeah. Sunset. By the way, Simmons and Simmons, why haven't they opened that you know yoga I mean? studio? They both have a passion for fitness, music. Yeah. Um, so. Music. I mean, yeah, one, one made the music of the 80s, one sweated to the music of the 80s. So. <laughs> right, colored clothing. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? that's so really a lot of similarities. Yeah. All spandex. Dude, if Snoop and Martha can come together, why right? can't Richard and uh, Russell? Russell. Richard and yeah. Russell. All right. Um, so I, I was doing that. Yeah, my mom did the catering on a Bone Thugs and Harmony video that wasn't Crossroads money. This was like 10 years later. And I remember loading them into a car. We didn't have money for a car service in the video. It was our family minivan. And lazy and crazy and busy and everybody gets in the van. And my mom... And she just drives them to the set, and I, oh. there's no room for me. And I was like, I'm gonna jump on the train. I'll see ya. So I had all these wild hip hop adventures early in my career in New York, and took Nate Dog to a dog spa once, and have him give an old English sheep dog a bath. Like just did Wait, weird what? stuff. No, that no, was that was a mushroom around. trip. That, so, that 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 wasn't real. So when I went, my dad it yeah. was like, Yo, I have this opportunity with MTV to kind of interview actors and I, I really want to pursue it and he was like all in he was like yes as long as you're not in the studio with Raekwon anymore like please I told him I went to the Locks concert last night yeah. here in LA and I told him I was seeing the Locks and he goes Jewish go, no. no so funny no. <laughs> such a Jew so great uh, wait what was the MTV gig uh, so the first thing I did on TV was a show called Your Movie Show okay. me and Suchin Pak yep. yep I remember Suchin Pak First three interviews I ever did on yeah. TV, half hour each, Will Smith, Angelina Jolie, and Jack Black. What? Whoa. A- anybody have heard TV. of? Uh, you know? <laughs> they just that's they just tossed you in. They just go for it. How did you get, uh, just to backtrack a minute, so Michigan, you were doing what, broadcast journalism? or I was an English major cool. and running mm-hmm. around hitting the radio station and, you know. Oh, you were you working the stuff. radio station? Yeah, late night hip hop show, like wow. two, three in the morning on, you know, Monday. Like, who's listening wow. to that? You know? What uh, great experience, yeah? Oh, yeah. Michigan was awesome, man. A lot of, a lot of my friends in LA are, are people I knew from college. 
Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a reason why I moved out here years after. But you knew, being in Michigan, you were like, eventually I'm coming out to L.A. to try to transition to TV. No, I mean, I moved back to New York, and honestly, New York changed a lot. Like, I don't know how deep, I know you're from Seattle. I don't yeah. know how deep your relationship with New York is or when you first started going out there. But yeah. the city changed a lot and was getting more expensive. And I tried to be in the music business, and the music business is insane. Like, I had funny stories to tell now, but what? The music business is nuts. What so, did you want to do in it? I don't even know. You're yeah. 20, 21, 22. Yeah. You're just want, jumping you just want to be in it. You just want to touch the culture. You just want to be yeah. in it on any level. So, yeah, I had a lot of a lot of love for that time in my life. But I knew, all right, I want to try moving out to L.A. It's so much cheaper. The weather. You play yeah. golf in January. Yeah, Come sure. out here with like half a brain. Yeah, half. You'll be I mean, ahead of ninety percent of the game. Yeah. This is true, right? Seriously. So I, I, uh, I, yeah, I gave it a shot. I don't know about twelve years ago, and it's fun. And MTV. I mean, that's they when you. I guess that was what year when you ju- jumped aboard? Oh, four or five? Yeah. So they're still very, I think, heavy into like the interview. I just mean Suchin. Pop- like I'd yeah. never been on television before, and yeah, that was, it was Suchin Park. Yeah, that was Suchin Park and Sway, like that group of like Serena Alcho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loader, yeah, Loader, yeah. Loader was still there, still in the studio with Madonna, probably right now, getting exclusive <laughs> with candles lit like this. Yeah. Sure, Tabitha Soren walking on the yeah. uh, on Venice with Tupac, and he had a leather vest, and no one stopping them. Fuck, I love it. So that must have been surreal because you probably grew up watching oh, all that yeah, shit, and course. you're like, now you're. I threw a, I threw a party at forty forty for my first time on oh. TV. Oh my god! Damn, Jay Z's club? Yeah, I don't think he was there, but I threw <laughs> yeah. the party. That was pretty sick. Well, that tells you a lot about me at 22 years old. <laughs> well, sure, you're you're on TV one time, and you're like, let's nah, blow yo, it I got fifteen hundred dollars to go on TV on MTV. Yeah, like, let me throw a party. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do a thirty thirty on my forty forty party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cost me five grand to throw the party, but fuck it. <laughs> what? Uh, how much prep do you do for Will Smith? Is that just like, yo, man, Big Willie style? Well, the, you know, that whole experience actually, jokes aside, taught me a lot because. I wanted to go in and it's you have half an hour and you're you know it's you a long want, ass you want time. To, yeah you want to do something like this where you ask them about their career and the first things they did and you know and it's MTV and they're going to use 2 minutes of it maybe right. and it's for Shark Tale an animated movie so where do you like to pee the pool in the ocean is yeah. it probably going to make the show nice. right. not really talking about 6 degrees of separation for and sure. why he isn't taking more serious roles throughout <laughs> his career <laughs> right. it's not really the <laughs> yeah. the venue they want to get into that real quick so, though do you ever Todd McCullough's ear size you know what Dude. I mean yeah. What which a also pull. came up in the interview. Todd McC- Wait, um, how is he? Philadelphia. Philly oh, Sixers yeah, were popping dude. then. Yeah, amazing. So, McCullough's like a that. UW guy. Got I watched paid. him play. Yeah, got like a huge contract. Guess what, man? Went to the finals. A integral uh, in, uh, yeah. part of that squad. That team is so duty when you go and look at it. The uh, Sixers? Oh, Sixers team. Dude, um, uh, what's, who's the power for? Uh, not Derek Coleman was no, Tyrone Hill? Hill. Tyrone Hill. You know, an Underrated, dude. Will oh, never yeah. be in the Hall of Fame, but like. If he, Tyron Hill was like an Ori type player that contributed uh, at a high level, but I remember this NBA Inside Stuff segment with Tyrone Hill. Like, I'm going to show you guys Cleveland, and him just driving around Dope. Cleveland, and mm-hmm. this is like 1993, yeah, the height of downtown stuff. Cleveland yeah, or whatever. Sure. So you're like, well, it's a yeah. tough day on set. <laughs> now that I'm like in. Sp- in sports media, yeah. Think about the camera crew, the location scout. So, yeah, so you you're know like, all oh, the things man, that we had. You're in day. Cleveland, and you have you know yeah, the yeah. most uncharismatic <laughs> dude. Tyrone Hill playing tour guide in '90s no. Cleveland. That's a tough day. That's on like set. I'd rather go to Disneyland with Matumbo and be like, "Yo, man, <laughs> show me." It's well, sure, because then the, at least when like Captain Hook runs up to you and like tries to mess with you a little bit, he gets to wag his finger and go, "No, no, no." Yeah. That's perfect. That's my yeah. that's, that's my that, spot on to Campaign Matumbo impression. Better by the way. than your Wilfred Brimley or whatever. <laughs> <It's very similar. laughs> 
but but uh, I, speaking of uh, NBA centers uh, from foreign countries going to Disneyland, the highlight of this Jeez. next season was the Sports Center segment that Porzingis, Porzingis did at Disneyland. Yes, I saw he it. Put the teacups on, did the cars ride, he had the little ears. Nothing else from this New York Knicks season brought me as much joy as that oh, moment. Oh, no, for real? It's a real thing. You well, I mean, up. if you look at the Knicks season this year, there's not much that could bring you all that much joy. Can you imagine you're, you're a Seattle fan, so <laughs> yeah. there's obviously you know a lot I, to go into with that. But imagine as a child or as a 25-year-old man. Like, I went hey, through it. You're going to go through this. Hey, everybody, a key arena. Look who's here tonight. Detlef Schrimp, old player from this. Oh, wait, he's getting arrested? Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. mean he's getting arrested? Yeah, what would be what our version of that? that? Yeah, yeah. That was, yo, for you, yeah, for you it of, might be like Sean Kemp or like yeah. Perkins. Hey, It'd be Perkins. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, long arm Sam Perkins is here. You remember from the 96 High Sonics. As fuck. There just... he is in the front row. What, what? He's being arrested? Yeah. Were you, now as a dire Knicks fan, you were probably all on Oak Side, right? Like, or are you like, Listen, yo, man, you're drunk. What are you doing shoving people? You know, Charles Oakley isn't the first guy to go in the garden a couple cocktails deep and yell at James Dolan, right? Yeah. We've all been there. Yes, dude. You I know, mean, it's called the Tuesday versus the Hawks. Like, yeah. We've all, so, if, you you know, had, if you have an opportunity yet to, to yell at Dolan, you take it. That's what's part of the price of admission, you know? So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 a really shitty situation that can only happen in New York. And, of course, you ride with Oakley on it. I mean, why isn't he involved in the franchise in some way? You just figure it out. Sure. Why aren't so many Nick rates involved? Like, I would have that whole 94 squad in the front it's office. It's so depressing when they sell the history of the franchise as a team that was just almost... Yeah. Like, y'all, you all know this team. They got to the second round and beat the Sixers in that first round playoff series in 1989. <laughs> it's the 27th anniversary. Round of applause. Favorite, yeah. Johnny Newman, round of applause. Fa- favorite Knicks squad of all time? Um, I like that 99 team. Everybody talks about the 94 Houston, team. Yeah. But I like, yeah, the 99 team that, you know, made it to the finals, the eight seed. I, I always love that team. Chris Childs punched Kobe in the face on national TV. <sighs> Unreal. You know, Mark, sure. Cam- Marcus Camby. Camby was a baller, dude. You I thought know, he'd be a Hall a of Famer team. through you guys. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think, unfortunately, I don't know if this happened to Marcus or not, but just the city of New York kind of gets a hold of some of these dudes. That was my next question. And just Fashion Week becomes a thing, and Amari <laughs> Stoudemire starts dressing like Lenny Kravitz on acid. <sighs> yeah. You There's know, only one the Lenny Kravitz. out menorah and the fur hats. What are you and, doing? Uh, you know what I mean? That it's wasn't just, Phoenix. That wasn't Glendale, what? Arizona. It wasn't his press conference at the Garden. You can look it up, and he goes, the Knicks are back, and he's got a men's warehouse suit and a beeper on his belt. <laughs> And he's outside the garden. You can look up the photo, and then you see him now, and it's you know Fashion Week and yeah, ba- think, red what, wine baths, and no other professional athlete bathes in red wine. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then and then does a whole video uh, piece on it to show the world. It's like, dude, there's some things we don't need. Like I know we live in this age with social media and everything, where it's like there's so much access and and uh, ways to, and everyone's like, I want to share so much. It's like, man, still, I I love the idea of like not knowing everything about your heroes, <laughs> right? You know? Tom, Tom Hanks isn't like, hey, fucking, isn't Snapchatting his wine tasting trips. Although, now that I say that, By the Hanks, way, man, if you're listening, we'd love to see what you're doing in Sonoma next oh, weekend. Rita Wilson weekend in Sonoma? So <laughs> nice, man. Traveling Sisterhood of the Yaya that was a, that was or whatever that is. Yeah, that's that was, a nice rom-com waiting to happen. Was that a weird Beach Boys song? Like a I don't know. Deep track? A bunch of those movies. I know, that'd be great. <laughs> what, what is got to get you in some rom-coms. Like, know, can we have dude, a call I'm, with your agent? And be like, listen, I need just like dude, I would, two or three just, rom-coms just, as the best friend. Adam and Katy Perry. 
you know, I just what's up, dude? That's I'm working on it, man. I know that's the. I mean, you know, rom com game. You get Nancy Myers. You go shoot in Santa Barbara. I know, dude. A nice kitchen. I love Nancy. You Myers. got the sweater on right now. I, I'm like, <laughs> I could play. I could play internationally. You can be dubbed over in German with Thank that you. sweater on right love now. Love dubbed over in German, <laughs> and and that's coming from a Jew. <laughs> what uh, what is it about New York? Do you think that does just um, not only for the NBA players that go there that are uh, a little you know unaware of of the hype of it but like like for A-Rod when he went there he knew what he was getting into but some guys don't right but what is it about the city that is just can be overwhelming it's like what time is the game over at the garden 10:15 sure. shower you talk to the media a little bit say what up to Swiss Beats all right how you mm-hmm. doing nice to see you and the kids say hello and then guess what you walk it's outside it's 11 o'clock where do you want you want to go go out you want dinner you want to go to Saturday live after party you want to go oh, to a, whatever you want yeah. It's right there. So versus any other city, where right. hey Milwaukee, that. you finish up, you say goodbye to uh, you know Vic the Brick who's in town, you <laughs> know L A uh, L A staple now, but maybe he's from the Midway. But oh, what? There's nothing to do. Yeah. So that's, whereas, that's, whereas New York, just whatever concert is in town, you can either go see that, maybe catch the after party, like do like yeah, totally. it's just. So it's that whole world being European women opened up. Yeah, it's European women. You know what I mean? Dude, They're I, everywhere in New York. There's I just, no European women out here. I was just at uh, Gotham this past week. We're uh, wait, no, you did, yeah, you yeah. came last time, yeah. yeah. And uh, Seinfeld popped in on my last show of the weekend to do forty. It's like those things are possible out there. I mean, L.A. too. I don't like, know if the reason why the New York Knicks basketball team has not had success in recent <laughs> no. years because the guys are ben, going out. It's and a direct pop of correlation. Sets. <laughs> it's a direct. J.R. Smith shot thirty-four percent on Sundays because he saw Jim Gaffigan. He just loves <laughs> yeah. sketch comedy. Right, he was how, out there. How much? You know? uh, how much advice did you get from uh, MTV or uh, Suchin Pak when you were doing that shit? Well, I learned from that experience is to write your own questions, and if okay. you're going to do that interview game and sit with actors, and you can mm-hmm. collaborate with your producers and your bosses, but don't let somebody write on a piece of paper crazy shit for you to say. Like, well, because it's know, not in your voice. It's not in your voice, and there's yeah. always, and that's where I learned the. Oh yeah, yeah. Do it, do it your way, and do one ours. You know, do it our way, and we'll see mm-hmm. which one we use after the. Yeah, all right, you're gonna use yours. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's important that, that that experience helped me take a little bit of ownership of my voice, and mm-hmm. you know what? I, as I moved out here, so um, yeah, I don't know. She was dope though because she she got it. She understood the game, and she was. I saw her years later. She was she transitioned to do fashion stuff, and so she'd be around E, and she was super cool. Like the way she like treats the crew and all those people. Like some of those people in that. Hustle in that entertainment news world don't behave that way, but yeah, sushi, sure. like God, you're a real person. Yeah, well, yeah. and if you look at like we, we we briefly touched on who was working at like MTV News back in that time, it was legitimate journalists, like pe- like people being journalists, not like hey, let's uh, do nine thousand replays of Snooki getting punched in the face and la- and laugh at it. So true. I, I had a, a friend and, and he dated. Um, uh, Serena Alcho for a while so we would mm-hmm. hang out with her and you'd go to dinner and she'd be like oh yeah that reminds me of this time I was in Kosovo and you're just like oh yeah so you please pass the da, da, da. we're like what <laughs> oh yeah you're not just like a entertainment news puppet like yeah. you're like oh you jumped out of airplanes and went underground and trafficking and all this like Fuck. real yeah. shit you know they I mean, did, those they, Soren, like they gun, real stuff those like gun ones with those kids I mean, yeah. some kid in a Florida Marlins baseball hat in like Wichita with a machine gun and it was like whoa this shit 
shit is loose. Yeah, it, it was it, killer. Yeah, I remember them doing stuff on uh, on the Blood and the Crypt gang wars that were just like no one else was covering that. See, I wish I was born ten years sooner and I could have been Simon Rex at the MTV Beach House. Come on, that well, would have I mean, been sick. Like, that, fuck that. That. Yeah, guns it, yeah. in Wichita. But it goes. What we're it here goes Pauly Shore, Real World Five, yeah. Hawaii, and we got yeah. DJ Scribble here oh, in Vogue stopping by. Like, let's do oh, this. Boy. Yeah, I mean, dude, I think get a mellow yellow and just like rock <laughs> out. That has to be that MTV Spring Break experience has to be on if you came up when that happened, like on everyone's like that's if what I everyone could wanted jump to do. Jump in a time machine yeah. and do one visit a piece of history. Like some people were like, I'd love to go to the dinosaur age or when you know McEnroe won his first Wimbledon or hang out that's with the Tech jump you made at Spring Break <laughs> Daytona <laughs> Beach Tone Loke nineteen ninety one Ed Lover yes hey, let's yo, go hey, yo, it's Tone Loke man Tone Loke by the way acting career after Ace Ventura totally fell off should've, yeah should've which been, is a bummer obviously probably did some voiceovers on a million like kids things but like Tone Loke should be in he should have had happen what happened with Craig Robinson in. Uh, knocked up you know what I'm saying where it was like play the bouncer yeah and dude and, uh, uh, so I feel like on so E E was after MTV yeah yeah well I do want to touch on something yeah. briefly because yeah. you've uh, you've done Someone like really listening to the Ben Lyons career deep dive Fuck hey yeah dude really oh dude. well this part of it because uh, after MTV you you I think you went to another job that Adam and I would consider a dream, a dream job and you got to host the revival of guts Oh, oh, dude, yeah, aggro crag every day, man. <laughs> oh my! Please tell me it they gave so you a dope. piece of it. I got a piece of the crag. Shut up. Yeah. Why oh, didn't you bring God. it? Don't that show was a place, piece. So though. That show was it. so dope, man. Because I got there the first day, and I was like, "Where's the prompter?" And they're like, "There's no prompter." I was yeah. like, wait, 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 what? What? I feel like improvise. Do all this aggro crag language or all this play by play? Oh, the kids yeah. flying across the stadium spectrum, uh, just like yeah. running around Nickelodeon crazy and. That was a beast of a show, but it was so much fun. So fun, right? Oh, my God. Nickelodeon is the best. Like, kid and, stuff. And then, like, did fuck. you get to try out any, any of the sports stuff? Like, oh, did, yeah. Did, did put they put you on the bungee cord and you dunked the dunk. basket yeah. and stuff. And you Probably even the, better than it was in the 90s. it was, like, more extreme. Yeah. It was, like, right. more slime. And it was, like, it was more <laughs> aerial assaults. And the one day that was nuts, it was at Universal in Orlando, which for three weeks in August is, you know. Ooh, it's it, tough. It, Don't it's go tough outside. One, right? Don't go outside. So, uh, but we did some big race through like a toontown or something you know mm -hmm. and the kids are on segways and running around and i'm doing like play-by-play -play of the race and i just look at the monitor where there's video village and everyone's standing around watching and i just see mark summers like standing there chilling and i'm like oh shit mark summers is watching me call some zany wow. obstacle race thing you know right what he does that dude was so awesome and so yeah. cool we've had him here on the podcast he he He's told great. a great story about why he got you've had him on the podcast yeah like, dude foodie now and dude he was a comic stuff. but his stories of starting at the comedy store are mind-blowing so dope yeah. and he said the reason he got uh double dare back in the day was because it came down to like him and one other dude and they'd done six or seven reads and they'd gone in a bunch of times and without being prompted, he finished a segment and was like, stay tuned for more Double Dare right here on Nickelodeon. Like, that's the only thing he did different just because it felt like the natural yeah. beat mm -hmm. that the thing needed. And he said that's why he got the show. crazy? Just he's one, convinced. Just one, one little, little thing. Well, because you improv, you show, you know, are where your surroundings. Yeah. There's a lot of cool technical host shit that you learn as you pick up, as yeah. you go on and take on different jobs and stuff. And that Nickelodeon one definitely helped me do radio live, no shit, do Oscars live. Like you're in a you're in a 
and Orlando in some soundstage with 2,000 tourists who've been waiting online screaming all day. Screaming kids, yeah. Screaming kids and families who are maybe a little camera shy and maybe if Johnny messes up the slalom slide, it's going to be a very uncomfortable <laughs> night at the Hilton Garden Inn pool. You know what I mean? Also, this is the greatest. dramatic stuff right there. This is so. a, one of the greatest like things that's happening to this family and this kid. Oh, my God. To be on the show, what? to be on TV, to like. It's huge. Every kid wanted to be on Guts. You know, it was it was it was really cool, man. I wish we got to do more. We did twenty five of them, and then it just yeah. And, and I'm glad you talked about like the skills you pick up as a host because, like people people talk about actors and comedians and improvisers, but hosting is its own skill that I think people look over way too often. And you you can tell when you have someone who is a good host versus someone that is just famous that they give a microphone to and like yeah you're ho- like when, whenever they had like one of the kardashians host the red carpet i mean i know you can't talk bad about them because you used to work at e so it's like this say like what, sacred what, thing what possibly could you say bad about that? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. sweet angels what do you mean <laughs> yeah i've kept the lights on yeah right Who uh, paid for seacrest sushi yeah <laughs> every night <laughs> so like like when you when you have her when you have courtney do like or she's hosting the red carpet versus an actual host like well here's the thing even with those girls like mm-hmm. they've been at it for so long now that like Courtney's now hosted like 25 red carpets so she's actually done some hosting stuff like I get your point but there yeah. are times when you'll be on these jobs and they'll be like we're so excited like you'll do the stage and then you'll have like in the in the audience you'll have this YouTube star and you're just like yo she puts makeup on her face I don't know if she can hold a microphone and like send yeah. it to commercial and have an IFB and not to say it's manual labor but there are well, little and, things that you do as a professional yeah. that, that you would like to see translate and come through yeah. but yeah sometimes it's fun though with somebody who isn't you know constricted by some of those sure. limitations who just lets rip and goes nuts well cause know? like in my first deal with hosting was I got to host a Red Bull Flug Tog one, one, one time and it's a live event that's where the people go off the docks and the homemade flying machines and they crash where in the water uh, San Francisco and uh, so you talk about having the IFB in your ear for those for those who don't know there's a small radio thing that goes in your ear that a producer can tell you okay you're gonna toss to this guy you talk for 15 more seconds it's like a secret service thing yeah in your ear, but ear they're ears. talking to you as you're talking and you can't stop me like what was that like you you, you can't you, you oh, just, some people can oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it happens for yeah sure. but like it, it was just the weirdest experience because i would be talking to a microphone that was on about a five second delay over loudspeakers over this field so i'm hearing myself talk what i said five seconds earlier and i'm thinking about what i'm going to say next and i got the producer in my ear going okay you're gonna throw to cali in 20 seconds okay well she's not ready yet 10 more seconds like in a lot saying that and it's a hard thing to do that's where television is a team sport right and a lot of hosts make the mistake because they're the one on camera driving the story that it's about them but your director could be like all right so we're gonna throw in about 20 seconds over Mm -hmm. to the main stage or you just have a director who's like 20 to the main stage and it's just in and out and if you have a chatty Kathy on there and you're rambling and then it's a bad director and it's a bad product like that's what you Running around in the hip hop days for me, like doing all that video production work and stuff, I learned about editing and how how to hold the camera and yeah. location and lighting. And so then you really realize TV is a team sport. I mean, how many people were on that Red Bull crew? Yeah, sound quite guys, a few. gaffers, right. stage managers. Stage managers are the shit. Like those dudes who've been around for I've been here thirty years. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's the stage manager at Extra says he was a bullpen catcher for the Mets in the sixties. What guy? I'm my doing dad it tomorrow. Reggie. 
Oh, he, shit, He did yeah. Soul Train for many years oh, as a stage shit. manager. And Kristen Stewart's dad is a big stage manager. He often John does Stewart. The, yeah, he does At the, Midnight. Yeah, he does yes. At Midnight. I know him very well. Spike Ferrison show, and he did... Uh, By the way, John Stewart, not Daily Show John Stewart. Kristen Stewart's dad is Kristen actually Stewart's named John dad, Stewart. Who's a boss. Yeah, um, he's he great. He does like Robin Roberts stage at the Oscars. Tom from The Soup is like a... Wow. You know, been doing it since like the beginning of E. Like, So I love learning about those crew dudes and, and finding out their re- weird history and stuff. The... Uh, the the e-job that comes from how do you how do you get where you do you like run its course at mtv or are you like i, I mean like i signed a mu- six-month deal at mtv oh, okay, they cool. used me once and the show just disappeared so i was mm-hmm. like itching to get at it i did some stuff on msnbc and nbc with my dad uh and then i had a general meeting at e and i remember going in like kicking and screaming to my agent being like nah this is corny man yeah. like i don't do this i don't do gossip <laughs> I do, I do hip hop. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm street. Yeah. So, and then, and then it just started where I found a show called The Daily Ten where I got to talk film each week. My yeah. boss was this super cool dude named Bob Lifton who did the best damn sports show on, on, Come on. FX yes. for years. Dude, you know? One of the greatest shows of all time. Fox Sports or whatever. So, yeah, he got it. So, we were both these dudes. And Sal Masekela from the X Games is yeah, he's like the main host. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like these three dudes who love sports and, and, and hip hop and music and stuff. And we get to, yeah, we talk a little gossip and celebrity. But I was 25 and on TV around the world and got to interview every single movie star on the planet. Like, it was awesome. And it really just put me in this, this lane of film coverage and, and, just being in that world and covering those festivals that I've now kind of continued to do in my career. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you crushed that. And I feel like Thanks, you, player. yeah, you, uh, it's so funny to even like, I mean, I was, you know, somewhat even starstruck when you had me on your sports show during the Super Bowl because I was like, man, I've been watching this motherfucker for years. You know, this dude I just did the Oscars with, this guy, uh, Troy, who's on the Goldbergs. Troy, Troy Gentile. Troy Gentile. Yeah, yeah. Gentile, yeah. That dude. He's A like, trip. He's like, yo, man. I'm just so honored to be here at the Oscars, man. Like, I grew up watching you cover the Oscars. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's 22 years old. Yeah. I'm 35. I'm doing this 12 years. Yeah. yeah he, might, he might be right. Like, that hit me hard. Yeah, yeah. That was, all, I mean, that was wild. Uh, what, uh, I feel like you, watching on that show, I felt like Ben Lyons found who he, like, your voice, I feel like you had. On like, E? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, you, you were. They, I mean, let me be, they let me be me, and that's totally. to your point about hosting and like you know the skill of it is just finding your voice and seeing what you're comfortable with. Like if sure. I sat with Gwyneth Paltrow and talked about her Tracy Anderson arm workouts because that's what my boss wanted, am I comfortable with that? No, but I find a way to make it my own, and you find a way and an angle and an in to to get closer to your voice like that. And yeah. You, you understand the medium. It's like, I remember I would get there and I'd be like, I'm covering the Hollywood land junket. <clears throat> remember that movie with Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah, like right, Superman right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brody and yeah. Got murdered like, on oh, that shit, list. they got Bob Hoskins in the junket. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm staying up all night. I'm doing my Hoskins homework. I'm like reading all these articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting in there. I'm doing a kick-ass 10 minutes with Bob Hoskins. Like, when the fuck is that airing on the E! channel? Like, never. Probably not, man. Never. He's not a top storyline. So it's it's Ben Affleck's workout routine and if he's sure. talking to Jen and that, that, that. So yeah. it's like you learn how to make it your own. And But I would just take those Hoskins moments moving forward. I figured that out early and was like, okay, if this is never going to air, then I'm just going to do this for me and have an awesome experience. Do they still let you take that it. tape? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you leave an Iron Man junket with 70 minutes of content and you're going to shoot for two and a half minutes on the show, maybe. So yeah, I would 
I'd be like, sit with Sam Rockwell. You're like, this is not going to air. This is not going to see a lot of day. He's, he's just the shit. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's awesome. I like to see him direct more. Fuck I know yeah. he's directing a little bit, but I like Sam Rockwell. But like, like Sam, yeah. he's like the last, he's like, he's due for an Oscar nomination. Like, everybody. Oh, 100%, dude. You know what I mean? Should have, like, oh, yeah, because he's been killing it for years in one of those kind dude, of. You've should. arrived, but you've been here forever. Yeah, dude, he, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, I feel like he could have. Killer. I, I mean. And then how, like, well, when I, want you're, ask, I want to ask real quick. Oh, yeah, like, sure, So sure, in stand-up, like, it takes us, like, people say, you know, 10 years to start to find your voice. Maybe even less, like, like five, six years to start to go, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm sure Brad and I can both attest, like, you start to go, oh, cool, I think I'm figuring out who I am on stage and then really honing it. But, like, is does that translate into hosting where it's, like, a certain amount of gigs or um yeah absolutely you, yeah. i think i think it's when you switch teams when you play on somebody else's field if, if, if that makes sense so you work at e you learn their language you learn their crew you get in their rhythm and then oh you go somewhere else and then you're like okay how do i continue what's the ESPN. constant go to espn i go yeah. to yahoo i go to extra you get hired by other places so it's like what's the constant at all those places it's cameras lights sound guy crew guy it's you it's your voice you know so how do you bring that with you to each new place and i think you have to Get, I mean, it worked for me where I got knocked down a little bit, you know, so mm-hmm. doing at the movies, the Roger Ebert, Sis- the Cisco and Ebert show that we did it for a year. A lot of people didn't like it. That helped me kind of go back to the basics and find my voice and, yeah. and, and be like, all right, you know what? I can still be here and stand here. And I think, I think that definitely helped me get closer to what it is you're talking about. Do you think people didn't like it because it was just, it was called the same thing and it just wasn't? Roger Ebert. You know, it's 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 tough. There's a lot of reasons looking back on it why I think it didn't work. But you know, maybe a, a big one was that like I was out in Vegas every week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm out at the Hard Rock for the E Channel, and I'm doing yeah. all these things. I'm doing Nickelodeon guts and talking Danish documentaries. So it's like <laughs> I, it makes sense to me. And if you know me, then it does. But in, right, but in if, that but, format, that's right. you know really well produced. The whole thing. So yeah, because uh, I mean, in doing research for this podcast, I mean, I, I hope this isn't a bummer. For for you, but oh, no, there, there, there's, there's a little bit of anti Ben Lyons people out there. There's a little bit of anti LA Times four page story, the downfall of American media. What? That's a lot for like a 27 year old <laughs> dude to handle, right? So four, what? I just remember finding out on the ticker of CNN yeah. that our contracts weren't going to be renewed for at the movies. That we were sitting in our boss's office waiting to find out. We shot the last episode, and I was super bummed. You see the ticker, the changes that at the movies are. And then I remember the next day I hosted a short film festival award show at the DGA and did an interview with Demi Moore about a short she directed. And we're in a room and, you know, a couple hundred people or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, they take away the show from me, but like, I'm still going to be in this world. Yeah, hey, you're still going to do a job. And that's to your point was like, yo, like you got to find your voice and find your path. And was that probably the best format for me at the time? Was I a good fit to take over like this academic, serious film criticism show? Like mm-hmm. probably not in the time looking back, but I'm glad I did it because it exposed me to all these different films and experiences that sure. I wouldn't have had. I was on the board. I was on the judge for AFI in the foreign films category and got to do all this kind of shit that I personally think is super awesome and love doing so what is one of the craziest experiences you got to uh uh go through being at e like what was like you got to either cover or go to or meet or just like i mean i went to i went to israel with rihanna i went to dubai with tom cruise i went to um you know i was on set of of super bad i'm in the background that's when i first met emma stone and 
I was in House Bunny with her in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, you know, I said pop in those. They do these set visits where you just like hang out on set and they throw you in the movie. So I did that in Ireland on the movie uh, Your Highness. Yeah, yeah, you were in a James Franco movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you were I mean? in uh, Entourage too. Right? Entourage. I did yeah. a scene on the uh, on the car. I don't know. Just there's there were so many weird, funny, celebrity-driven adventures that I don't know. There's I, I met Donald Trump at Peep Show in Vegas. What with Lohan. You know, of course Trump and Lohan are get, yeah, uh, I met together. the president of the United States at Peep Show with Lohan and Scary Spice. You know, it's just like <laughs> you, weird shit. It was it was a great time in my life. A, uh, a, did you exchange many words with Trump? Uh, well, I I, uh, I grew up with his daughter Ivanka. I knew when I was what? a kid growing up. Yeah, she was really? in the she went to a similar private school in New York, so I knew her as a kid. And she would come. She did a shoot with me on the Daily Ten where we hit golf balls at the Trump course and stuff. And oh my that, God. by the way, that that Scarlett Johansson skit was pretty money this weekend. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. And so, yeah, and that's coming. I feel, from I you feel rather complicit her. knowing yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, where's where's my men's deodorant? <laughs> It's it over here from playing spin the bottle with her as a kid, you know? Would you ever want, does <laughs> SNL, quick tangent, would that ever be something you would be like, oh, I would lo- want to be my, the first? No, like, my goal on SNL, and I've always wanted to do this, is just to be in a skit in any capacity. Sitting in the background when they're like in a classroom scene. No shit. And yeah. they're just like, I don't even have a line. I just want to sit in the skit in the background. I just want to be in the screen for something. That's all I want. I don't want to. That's I, all I, I, I want. I don't. I want to make sure we didn't gloss over a little detail that I heard you say. Did you really play spin the bottle with Ivanka Trump? Yeah, yeah. Growing up, that was our <laughs> like that was growing up in New York City. We're weird experiences. <laughs> Dude, you hear that, kids? Yeah, Start small. Spin the bottle. You know? Doesn't have to lead to anal immediately. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a slow burn. Didn't have porn back there. Spin could the you, bottle was like the. Could you call her right now? Not on 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 air, but. I mean, yeah. If you did, like, Crazy. if you like, like, if you sent her a text, she would more than likely respond. Remember more the spin the bottle. Not, I would think no at this point. I right. Would, I would. Life's I would crazy. like to think she's a little busier than to return my call sure. right now. Yeah, because one would think. Because like, do you ever do you ever watch the news and see things going on and being like, I wonder. What? I'm actually real talk confused by her a little bit right now mm-hmm. I, because I do know her on some level from childhood and, and yeah. we have a lot of mutual friends still, and I feel like she is a, I don't know. Like, human being yeah yeah uh, like do, so, do you feel she's being represented fairly in the I, I'm media i'm sure she's in a tough position and and mm-hmm. i mean i would like to see her a little bit more outspoken at some of the things that are going on with her family but that's got to, that's a hard thing to How ask you, of someone i know right i, I so, mean and, and behind the scenes yeah. i'd like to think she's having conversations and being a bridge and extending a hand but i don't really know and i feel like i don't know there's Man, there's so much going on. So to yeah. put it all on her shoulders, that's yeah. not fair. You know? No, no, no and, but, and, but the 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 crazy part is, and maybe you can back this up because you because you have some history. Is I've heard a, I've heard a lot of people saying if anyone in that Trump family could be president, it would be Ivanka. No, she's amazing. Like honestly, yeah. the, with the, from the time we were in our twenties and her going to you know business school and starting companies and working and doing her thing, like she was so impressive and so professional and so like the real deal mm-hmm. at that time after. college college like in her life that I, I understand why people are saying she's the more accomplished or thoughtful or progressive or worldly in some way i, I totally see that interesting um so so i don't know man it's yeah it's 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 good for you guys huh it's good for stand-up oh it's that's uh, the positive for you guys dude, it's right good I, it's, like every night in the clubs is it trump jokes yeah but like what's how great is that to set everybody doing the yeah. set like similar i mean look again you you want to take pride in the fact that you know, your voice can have a, a, a different uh, effect on on the material, uh, but 
it also can run its course and it's like you know I'll hear I have a chunk of stuff that I do in an hour set and not like and I try to be very mindful of like not doing more than that and even when I see him around town like a part of me cringes and goes ah like enough so even but at the same time I feel like we do have a responsibility to like the same way that all the late night shows are really um you know, be informed and try to use that to to make jokes about so that because a lot of people are using comedy, I think, still for an escape. Uh, but at the same time, like if you can shed some light on something through comedy, like people sometimes it resonates with a little bit more clarity when they hear it sure. uh, and are able to laugh because their guards down a little bit more, you know, something really um, something really has me fucked up about all of it. And it's the it's the fact that these people aren't going out and voting like you saw Phil Jackson in, in yeah. the article said he didn't vote since 1980. Yeah, yeah. we see, um, uh, you know, Nick Saban at Alabama. Like, I didn't even know the, the, the election was happening. I was like planning for there's a LSU. lot more right. of that than we even realize. So I don't know. I you see what Rock the Vote is doing, which is a brand we yep. grew up with. Yep, and they're yep. getting young people to MTV. go out there and register to vote and making yeah. it so easy. Yep. Yeah. So I'm trying to find ways WWE to WWE smack down your vote. Shout out to Vince so, McMahon. You see all, <laughs> so much voting for, I mean, God, every day we're voting in people's Twitter feeds and polls or you're voting in a silly like. You right. Know, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll be sure to vote for American Idol to, to, right? to, have, to have your favorite person in there. But And Colin Kaepernick not voting lost a lot with me and his whole yeah. crusade and what he's standing for and what he's trying to do and get across. If he just didn't go out and vote, it's like, come on, dude. Now that, it's like such a basic yeah, now, thing that now I that's think people can rally around yeah. from both sides of the aisle. It's like, just that's vote. the reason why Trump and that whole side won is because all those people did go out and vote. Yeah. So that's something I'd like, you know, when you talk to Ivanka or somebody like that, it's like maybe they can get involved with getting young people more plugged in and when and you touched on the Colin Kaepernick thing because I mean you're you're a you're a sports reporter but sports is entertainment uh when an athlete starts getting political when there is an instance like that uh it's is, is that something you get excited to talk about do oh you, absolutely do you, I think it's fantastic I think yeah. their words hold real weight in today's sports media landscape I think it's been going on since the beginning of, of organized sports. Sure, whether it be uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all and all that he went through, and then you go through uh, you go through the years. There's always like a, there's there's like a couple voices in every yeah. generation. Muhammad Ali. It's got to be informed. It's like yeah. Hollywood too. It's like you know some of these actors that you get to work with or you interview. They're some of the most worldly, well you know, well educated, informed, compassionate people, artistic, creative, yeah. forward thinking mm-hmm. people. So like. Absolutely, they should come out. Like Charlize Theron should be out there speaking about issues affecting Africa. Like she sure. knows what's up. Like, yeah, right. You know what I mean. So, as long as you're informed and coming from a good place with it, especially with athletes, I'm all for it. I think you trip up when you're Colin Kaepernick and you don't go out there and vote and yeah. you wear Castro T-shirts, not really knowing right. entirely what in Miami or in Miami and oh. what those emotions. Yeah, what, to that yeah, community exactly. and what you're trying to say with that, you know. So I think it's I think it's been really cool the last couple of years seeing Mello and all these dudes step up and talk yeah. about stuff. Because in the in the argument you hear a lot is like, oh, stick to movies, stick to sports. Uh, for us, we hear stick to comedy. But my comeback for that is like, well, then so that does that mean plumbers aren't allowed to talk about it like stick to plumbing or like you know if you're a if if, if you're a lawyer the old you, plumber defense makes yeah. sense <laughs> you know like I'm tested yeah it's like well then who is allowed to talk about well, it I, 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 plumber can't weigh in on immigration <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like y'all can and if, if, if you have that platform to put it out there and and Kaepernick whether you agree or 
disagree with him, he moved the needle. Like the, he got a he got a discussion going, and, and he backed it up financially. You know, he donated sure. a million dollars himself sure. to you know, and and <clears throat> I think you're absolutely right. But you know. These dudes, they just got to know what they're talking about. You right. Know? And anyone who has a platform, you know, is, you have to be passionate about what it is you're talking about, not just say shit to yeah. rile people up. Do you think it's crazy at the Oscars? And you covered them this year, right? I did were, for the Oscars, for yeah. the Academy. Yeah, that's incredible. Oscar.com. Huge deal. It was, it was awesome. You so, were live streaming it. Live seven hours. Uh, I watched the good sh- My cable was all fucked up, and I just flown back that day, so I was watching a lot of it on the live stream. Really? Yeah, it was tough, dude. You're, dude, I mean, it's such a trip. It's such a, like, you're cr- zing. Like your, everybody's energy's on. It's like, oh, dude, it's your like guts, guts experience, I'm sure, came into play there. One thousand percent, man. If you can climb the aggro crag, you can walk the red carpet. <laughs> Hashtag, dude, that's a fun. make that a T-shirt with your face on it. <laughs> Please do. Uh, oh but like gosh. that was that seems like the most intense of the live things because there is. So many things, and they probably, anytime they can, if Sean Penn pops up and like, we can get him for 20 seconds, you got to send it away. Like, you have to stop what you're doing respectfully. You could be talking to a fucking- Excuse me, Greek filmmaker who had made a passionate short film Come about on. immigration. Right. Yes. Let me talk to Pharrell. Dude, you know, <laughs> real quick. Right? What's it, up with your hat? Wild, but it's, that's, that's the fun of it, though, is, right. is, is, is trying to make, I always equate it, and back to the hosting stuff, so I always equate it to a 1950s game show that has a dollar bill game where you're in a phone booth and yeah. they're like grab as many as you can in yeah. 30 seconds like you're not going to get everybody out there but hopefully you get enough cool people to stop and have somewhat of an intelligent conversation amidst like a very unnatural uncomfortable place with people screaming and you're in front of you're in Hollywood Boulevard and there's ran everyone's got shark eyes looking for somebody else is more important it's just a wild is it as uncomfortable as it it's seems completely then that's why you see a lot of tight nervous moments happen over the years there because everyone's on edge everyone's so well documented it's a rush it's a real it's like I, it's closest thing I can imagine to playing in a big sporting event yeah. or a Super Bowl you're out there and it's just like woof you can feel the energy for it which makes it pretty cool but were you in the showroom for the show we yeah. were in the winner's room so they okay. win their Oscar they go to a little camera we have set up on the side of the stage they thank anybody they forgot they go backstage they you know take a breath they get their fancy photo taken and like a professional and then they go to the press room where it's all the reporters being like Emma 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 and, that, and we're and sitting right that's there where you are. right there okay. just kind of playing traffic cop to the 20 cameras we have all over the the theater. But you are watching the show. We're like, yeah, we're watching the show. We're commenting on the show. We're looking in the audience for reactions. It's like a sporting event. Yeah. Oh, that's, hey, we just saw that Brian Cranston lost for best actor, but he was really excited for this guy. So take a look at his reaction. Let's go. I had a telestrator. You know what I mean? You're doing like the John Madden thing. We got stats and info. You're kind of the perfect guy for that gig. It was me me and Adnan Verk from ESPN. Who He was, it was his first Oscar. So he was all cast and right. I, I found out about him really through his podcast Cinephile which is a yeah. good listen so How, what was it like seeing that uh, meeting I'm, Adnan it was amazing <laughs> I was like the, wow uh, you could talk about Mike Sweetney and Fellini dude, this that's is incredible. dope <laughs> Sweetney to Sweetie Fellini and Fellini yeah. yeah dude not a lot of people that should be, that, far. that should be a radio team uh, but like yeah when the ending happened where where were you for that I mean, you can look at the tape I'm deer in headlights because I was I just felt bummed man because it's such a pageantry there's so much work that goes into to yeah. it there's so many people on site security the people rolling the carpet building the stages everybody so many people like miserable and headsets just working yeah 
Yeah. And it's just like, ah. Oh. The ends. The last thing. And for right. a minute and a half, I'm like, this dude Chazelle thought he won the Oscar for a film he'd been working on for 10 years, his best picture. And everyone's like, well, he won Best Director. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a totally different It deal. is, dude, right? Like, oh. I, like, I can't imagine what the equivalent of that is. You know, because it's uh, the, only, the only thing I could be used like to pull to sports and be like, you give the championship to someone. They they're on the microphone. They have a speech, and then and then right there, after further Roger review, Goodell goes like, actually, the guy stepped out of bounds. So uh, the ball crossed fa- the pylon. Yeah, and Falcons so, are actually champions. Yeah. Pick up the Patriots confetti, please. Yeah. Right. Can like, we do that too? It's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, like that. And I feel so bad for the cast of Moonlight because it's always going to be talked about, and it's just like a bummer. But at the end of the day, it's really not that interesting a story. For that, sure, now, that's what's crazy. Is in the moment you're like, "What's happening? What's I going know. on? What's the it was deal?" So confusing. And he's like, "Oh, they gave, they gave the guy the wrong envelope, and you didn't know because it's what." Oh. Now, as a host, how do you feel Kim will handle it? I thought he did a good job. It's really, it's, you know, it's one of those things you plan for, like to a T, like I. 806 Warren Beatty's gonna open the envelope and 807 yeah. he's gonna announce it and 808 he's gonna give it to it's like I don't know at the, after that flying by the seat of your pants like just you try to make went a joke off the rails the, yeah and, you know still a great night in the yeah. words mm-hmm. of Steve Harvey right the, still a great <laughs> night is that what he said that's what I said too it was just like still a great night you know it's fun how are those after parties I've only heard stories uh, it usually ends at in and out with it tuxedo and a cheeseburger at one o'clock it's like prom you know it's it is kind of like prom there is the king and queen casey affleck walks in with his giant scepter of an oscar you, know? you walk in with it i guess right yeah oh everybody like you pass it around Got photos to. and all that Fuck. stuff and now uh yeah. i i do want to also tell uh, all our listeners to to head over to the players tribune yeah and that's uh derek jeter's website and uh which i really i really enjoy what derek's doing with that in terms of he's sort of taking out the middleman and now saying, you know what, players, now you are completely in charge of your message. And now Back to your question before. If yeah. guys want to speak out about things they're passionate about and, and now yeah. having a platform and the tools to do that and um, you're able it's a global audience now, you know. Right. If you're an NBA fan and you watch ESPN, yeah, you'll get some cool NBA insight, but you're probably not gonna get a really insightful deep dive with Chris Middleton from the Bucks. Like you're probably not going right. to hear him talk much. Yeah. It's not going to be a profile piece on him. Yeah. Well, so and this gives a platform for those yeah. kind of second tier dudes to exactly. appreciate themselves to fans. As much as people complain about athletes giving all the stock answers, it is what it is one game at a time. Like it's a you're similarity doing, in a lot of your impressions. Yeah, like a <laughs> deep bass in your voice. What was that like a Matumbo? It is what it is. <laughs> but like like you're you're given like a 35 second sideline interview. That's about all you can cover during that time. Like you hit that shot. It was so crazy. Like, how did how it, does it feel? feel? Yeah. What was going through your mind when coach drew up the play? Not like, hey, tell us what you think about voting registration laws <laughs> and uh, you know. That would be insane if Raptor right a guy hits a game winning shot. He he gets like What's a like question about politics. Shot? How come you think there was such low turnout in the red states? <laughs> what? That would be something. <laughs> you know? But uh, you are you are doing work for them, uh, and the thing is a uh, real fan life and real fan life. You get to like it. It's like a, it from the outside. It looks just like a fantasy camp. Like it, it looks like you're just hanging out with these athletes and like you're bowling with Paul Pierce and Dwight Howard showing you his snake collection. That's not a euphemism for anything else. Uh, massive snake collection. Yeah, his massive black Huge, snake. Big snake right. collection. Right. Yeah, just 
Yeah, <laughs> need blocking two, shots need constantly. Two, need, yeah, need two hands to uh, go around some of them. Uh, but yeah, like you're going and hanging out with these athletes and doing what essentially they you saw somebody's car collection too. Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge. But car now collection. when I when I hear the unfortunate news about Lamarcus this week with the heart arrhythmia and he's going to be out indefinitely for what? for a little bit. You didn't hear about that? No. Oh yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge the other day they just announced that is that why he's, he's going to be down? And he's got mm-hmm. some health stuff. Oh, so. God. I now obviously look at that and react to it differently because I have a relationship with Lamarcus now from just getting to know him and seeing him in that piece. If anyone else watched that, I would like to think they'd be like, oh, man, I have a closer connection to that athlete now. They're not just a name in my DraftKings, on my team, that when Lamarcus leaves San Antonio, they're going to boo him because he's on Oklahoma or whatever, right? right? And he went through that. He talked a lot about that in, in in our time together. So. I think that's the point of it is to show guys away from the court, away from the locker room. I'm mm-hmm. not a former player. I'm a fan. Yeah. So that's the only kind of, you know, way that I can approach it. I guess. For somebody that also does, like, you do get to spend so much time, like, off camera with some of these people. And some more time than others. Like, those pieces, obviously, are more conducive to getting to know somebody when you have that much time. But, like, it is... So many people don't know. They look at these athletes or actors or whoever that, that you're spending time with and just they're up on these pedestals. You don't even almost look at them as people and know that there's this other side that you get to try to bring out and make them relatable and be like, yo, man, this guy likes the shit you like. Like, yeah. you're actually. And, but also, you think about trades. How often have you moved in your life? Yeah. I understand there's a whole organization there that helps them transition. Yeah. Right. And there's Google Maps now. So when you move to Oklahoma, you can find stuff. I get it. But just in the, if someone said to you tomorrow, hey, buddy, we just need you to move to St. Louis, you're going to be like, um, uh, okay, what? what? Like, that's an old yeah. And I've talked to a lot of dudes about that, especially guys who are getting traded are usually kind of mid level guys, you yeah. know? So they have money, but they're a little older. They got families. You know, it's like, it's a lot going on with that. So. It's it's cool, and I think the Players Tribune does does an amazing job of connecting you with the players in a way that when you watch them, you're like, oh, I'm gonna look at the game a little differently. That he's mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. You know? Are you able to put your fandom aside, or Hell is no. it difficult when you're objectively covering the Knicks or there's whoever. nothing to objectively cover? Yeah. I think we all are in <laughs> agreement on how Porzingis that. Porzingis went on the teacups. Porzingis is so pure, huh? Dude, he's, he's just like he's one of my favorite players to watch. Yep. Beautiful, like alkaline water that's just like got the he's most a smoother nutrients, young Dirk. Yeah, the most minerals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's dude. just pure. He's beautiful, man. He's yeah. uh, he's angelic. Yeah, you guys looked out on that one. Just you look at him and you just ah, oh, I had to like sit on my hand not to just like casually touch his face in the interview. <laughs> it's amazing. So is, he, is he smooth? Is he charismatic? Ah, he is. It's so amazing to see someone considering where he's from. Mm-hmm. His his the way he's able to just kind of be comfortable in his own skin. Most guys that size are kind of goofy and yeah. a little weird, and he's just the best, man. That's great. I just wish he could, you know, post up Drew Holiday when they're on the road in New Orleans, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, I mean, so, so your so your fandom still like comes in when uh, when you're reporting on sports. Yeah, you're always going to be a fan, and 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 luckily, you know, my teams haven't been good enough where I have to like really <laughs> my 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 NBA playoffs are wide open. Right, you, know? you could be completely ejected. You know, I've been getting into these Utah Jazz. Ooh, my wife's from Utah. Yeah. So I use that as an excuse to watch more games. You know, I'm like, oh, honey, it's the Jazz. Like, I'm going to watch it. She's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, I don't care what team it is. So I'm like, let's go Jazz. They just added Joe Johnson, George Hill, Boris Diaw. Yeah. Boris Diaw loves coffee. He has a passion for espresso. He built uh, an espresso machine in the Jazz locker room and started a club where he goes to different NBA cities finding the best beans and stuff. Oh, my God. It's also cool to adapt... 
like a new a, a second team that you love that you has don't... no history or rivalry with your favorite yeah. team. right it's great so you're not feeling like a traitor you're like oh this is just something else you no know, you're a big diehard Seahawks fan this guy yeah. loves the Seahawks if hey you know what Jets are your second team you date a girl from Long Island why not <laughs> yeah it's yeah, fun Carroll was a coach there yeah. once too sure Fine connection. so what yeah, 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 no yeah. rivalry it doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. matter at all they don't play each other we yeah, just did right. a live podcast in Utah at the Wise Guys Comedy Club I don't know if she I saw you yeah doing yeah. something about that well yeah. so a buddy of mine's uh, grew up with uh, my buddy of mine's uh, uh, b- best friend from growing up is Larry Miller's son so he was like do you guys want to go shoot hoops at the Vivint Center but then Disney on Ice was there he's like well we can go to the practice facility so we went there for like two three hours fucking had some great. drinks shot around like Zion's went, Bank was that what it was called the Zion's Bank it's the Vivint Arena. That's the arena. No, the, oh, the practice oh, facility. Practice yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, you're right. Wow, good, yeah. Told you, man, I'm on good these pole. jazz, bro. Wow, dude. Yeah. Great, man, on the side of the highway there. Uh, do you ball it. at all? Yeah. yeah. Every, my game's getting further away from the basket the older I get, though. It has to. I sound like I was saying, like, the... literally every game could be my last. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait you for play the in, uh, You I've, probably have played in some pretty cool like celeb games then. The craziest, I played in a bunch. The craziest one I ever played in, and I don't know how I swung it, but I played in the BET Summer Classic. That just sounds like it was the best. <sighs> it was so dope. Token Snoop. white boy. Snoop. Paul, are you? I'm a shooter. What do you mean? I'm a shooter, dude. The guy I host with, Tony Rock, our show, The Warm Up. He's yeah. the most dangerous thing in the world on an NBA court is an open white guy in the corner. <laughs> so That's true. Like, Whether it be Larry Bird, JJ Redick, Jason Capono. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know? Paul. Um, Richie Fromm. So, me, Mayweather, Bieber, Snoop, Chris Brown, Soldier Boy, Sean Merriman, The Damn. Game, um, JB Smoove, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Rajon Rondo. Oh, that was a fun time. God. That now, was a really fun time. How- I scored two points. Baron Davis is the MC. He said, The Pizza Man with two. And I was like, Yo, why? <laughs> Why am I the pizza man? He goes, because you literally look like a guy who could deliver a fucking pizza. <laughs> who, has nice. the, who had the most game out of yeah. all I played with Chris Brown a bunch. Yeah. He was in this entertainment league I was in, and I played with him in like a three-on-three tournament where we our team signed up for the wrong division. Like we thought we got to the park and we're like, oh, oh, we're in the Legends <laughs> division, not the All-Star division. That's all right. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, Chris Brown's super cute. Is the competition in those games, I want to think that it's – not 24-hour fitness where uh, level where like everyone when you get the ball is like yo man I'm playing for a contract is there more passing or is it Dude, still it's, you see it, I did the Sports Spectacular one which is a great charity that raises money for Cedar sinai out in Westwood and, we, and Sal Masakela tore his Achilles in the game and I was guarded by a wide receiver Keenan Allen for the San Diego yeah, Chargers Allen, yeah didn't really get open. That was kind of a tough one. You know, you got yeah. Keenan Allen guarding you. Sure. And then Brian Scalabrini is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Who's never played. <laughs> 360 dunks, like it was nothing. What? Shooting threes, oh, there's... no look, ball handling. He's like 6'10", dribbling the ball. He was no at a C while I was there. Yo, he was he's a... so nice. And I was like, there's a video wow. of him going, I, I don't know if it was Rucker Park or if it was like some street ball thing where they started clowning him because he, he, he's this famous bench warmer in the NBA. And then he gets out there and just fucking Nasty. smokes 
all like yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry. A, I'm sorry. The professor, I but in a it's not good. Special Olympics, yeah. unified game where they have you know Special Olympics athletes play and celebrities play and Ryan Hollins. You know who he is. He's like oh, the 12th man in the NBA for like okay, nine okay, okay. years. Played at UCLA. Okay. Was on the bench for the Clippers. He was like, "Do you want to see what it's like to get posted up by an NBA athlete?" I was like, "Yes, please." Next play down, Special Olympics game. Totally like drop set me, posted me up, dunked on my face. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like this is a whole other. That's gotta be weird when you know yeah. that. Oh, he could just flip that switch. Meta was Meta was playing in jeans in that and like work <laughs> boots and just still killing it probably. You know, shooting threes from twenty five feet. Sure, so, like he does. It's L A though, but it's like this is how dumb L A is. And your listeners who aren't from here are gonna be like, "He's the worst." But like. You come out here and you play. Get to play in like a charity game where your friends, the publicists, and they need actors and they need guys and hosts. And you go and play. And like Terrell Owens is in the game, and you're like, "Whoa, holy shit, that's awesome!" And then like five years later, you've worked out at Equinox twelve times and played with Terrell Owens nine times. And you're like, "This guy's the fucking worst. He doesn't pass the ball." <laughs> I've met him like, like a, I was on his team in a rec league once for a whole season. And he doesn't know me. Like this guy's the. He's like a, not a nice guy. Yeah, those fun games seem like the ones where the guys like yelling just, at the refs. It's like exactly what Terrell Owens would be in charity pickup basketball dude yeah you can't like you heard it here first people yeah. i mean look i was in the comedy league once and i did get into a fight with a ref who was in a wheelchair but like look sometimes my footwork down low in the post i worked on it a lot in 1995 in the sixth grade i'm sometimes i look quicker than i am it's the secrets to getting older you asked me if i still play i feel like i can play because my high school coach shout out to ray vocal most consecutive division one made field goals for american university for a very long time he razor he was the one who established like you got to have the fundamentals you got to post up and when i go play in the park and there's some 22 year old kid who can jump out the gym i can still kind of lock him yeah, up dude. or mm-hmm. do the old man footwork up and under game and how is hang. espn to work for, like the SBs and shit that you've uh, yeah i mean i'm ESPN's awesome because you go to work and they're like all right you're doing two hours of radio today uh Keyshawn johnson's in and we're gonna have herm edwards call and you're like Oh, okay, this is so awesome. So you find out every day when you're going in. Yeah, you go in, oh, it's so-and-so got traded to the Cowboys, so we're going to have Parcells call in, talk a little Cowboys, and you're just like, what? How much prep do you do or get to do? Or No, it's breaking news. It's yeah. a news organization. Yeah. So so when you're doing live radio, stuff happens. You get a guest or you know you know the night before. Hey, we're gonna, we had this dude, um, Carl Douglas was our in-house legal counsel. He was on OJ's defense team. So during the documentary and the yeah, scripted wow. series, after each episode, we'd have Carl Douglas call in and That's talk stories and stuff. And you're just like, the access and legitimacy of the guests on like, yeah. this podcast is so amazing. That they get real people on here. Awesome. And then, stuff. and then you're on. Uh, you're on today, uh, Mason and Ireland out here yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's a. Uh, I've been on that show before. It's fun. You should come down, dude. You've I would been, love you to. Know, you, you were, yeah. in, were you on with Mason Island, or who were we on with that day? That was you and... Um, Kamenitsky, do we have? And Marcellus? No? Mar- I think it was... Mar- yeah. Marcellus Wiley? Yeah. But yeah, the Mason Island, like the old dudes in the Muppets in the balcony. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Doing it for years. Yeah, and it, it's just... I love the... Fa- I, I, I love where the lines get blended with sports entertainment, and that's really what you guys do, because uh, some, some sports reporters are... are taking it like you know way too seriously and then some guys are you have the you have the dan lebitard show which is maybe 10 percent sports and 90 percent whatever that show's grown on me a lot i yeah. like that show a lot stugatz man stugatz has a lot of mason in them i feel like <laughs> i feel like mason and stugatz are cut from the same cloth absolutely is, is there what's the biggest difference between oh go ahead no i was gonna ask you and you guys would, would know this better than me because yeah. as, as comedians who i know you have a passion for sports and i know yep. you do too 
Like, why hasn't anyone really cracked the sports and comedy nut? It Great seems like it's always question. just kind of blame Dennis off. Miller <laughs> when they try to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell's Norm kicking and screaming doesn't yeah. work, but Talladega does, but Semi Pro kind of does. And yeah, I don't know. It's just always they did, with the guy with the uh, Frank Caliendo yeah. does some stuff over the years. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. That to me is a great example. I feel like of what it is. It, like Caliendo does those things in bits, and I feel like. For a lot of people to watch sports uh, that do, you know, we do take it seriously. Like, as much as, like, it is fun and, like, it, there's such a fratty, like, looseness to the whole uh, genre. But, like, those Caliendo things happen and then I feel like it's, like, you are you watch it and you go, cool, that was enough of the of of taking the piss out of this. But now, now I kind of want to get into it and be, and I think... Because if you, as a fan, if you don't hold it as being really serious and important, yeah. then what is it? Yep. And it's watching yep. millionaires run around in laundry that thousand percent, you dude. don't care, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, if you, you actually break to, down. If you have to hold it as this, oh my God, the fate of the universe is who wins game seven for all the bragging yeah. rights and all history. And at the end of the day, you're like... All these guys won the game of life. Like everybody's fine. Yeah, I mean, like that's why you can't. Don't pay attention behind the curtain. Totally. Like mm -hmm. I would love to see some sort of like Tosh type show with all those. And I know they've tried. I mean, our friend Michael Costa did this sports type show with Regis Philbin, and it was like, you know, sports and comedy. And and uh, yeah. I saw Regis Oscar night at a party. Getting all right, it. go on. Still, 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 still partying. I was like, oh, going home. He's like, you kidding? Going to Tao. Regis, like, <laughs> get that, get that Asian fusion. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, there's love, certain, I, love I feel that. like there's certain people like Bar Bob Barker, Regis, like are just we're gonna have them for another 20, 30 years. <laughs> I'm convinced they've tapped into something we don't know about. Right. It's a pill or a protein. Like I love how Russell Simmons back to him when you see old Run DMC photos, you're like, he looks like shit. Yeah. And then you see him now, you're like, he's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. glowing. Yeah. What's yeah. That? He's sweating avion. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Yoga, that'll do it. That's it, man. Uh, I, I want to ask you when you're doing when you're like doing those celebrity pickup games or whatever. Is there anything in your head that goes, I could jam Bieber with an elbow? I mean, you definitely <laughs> have some guys who are like, you know, watch my watch my good side. Yeah, um, but those things are fun, man. And every you, like, I don't know, you raise a lot of money, and it's it's a good. Who who did I want to like totally? Is there anybody I've ever like tried to get in like a thing with? Oh, oh um, what's his name? Um, uh, not Soldier Boy, uh, Soldier Slim from from Cash uh, from uh, No Limit Soldiers. Yeah, oh my God, I, um, Master P guy. Yeah, yeah, Master okay. P guy. He was a baller. He was in my league. I remember playing, being like, "Yeah, I really want to see if I if I'm a good as, uh, as Soldier Slim." So we went at it one time. <laughs> uh, to, to Didn't expect the story going that way. Huh? Love that the sports comedy thing. We should we should investigate that. By the way, uh, you That's, know what I'm saying? It's that, like movies, TV shows. Shows, a consistent platform, the yeah. go-to destination of like what's killed it. When you think of like the best moments in the history of sports comedy content, is it Celtic Pride, Major League? <sighs> yeah, they yeah. don't make movies like those anymore. No, what is it? I Sand love Celtic Lots. Pride. By I the mean, way. Big Mighty League, Ducks, Little Big League. <laughs> Dude, I, we draw Mighty Ducks. Rep I mean, it, there really is like uh, you know, I don't know, and, and I don't think it's uh, people just haven't found the right uh, collection of. You know, people, ideas, and the amount of comedy. But I feel like white man can't jump. There used to be yeah. great yeah, you know, sports comedies in the nineties. When's the last great sports comedy that wasn't a real like a there was that, like there a Blades was, of Glory type thing that wasn't that a, a gymnastics specific. one that opened Sundance Bronze a couple years oh, ago. Oh, the Bronze. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of funny. Yeah, um, Andy Samberg it, did the um, uh, what Ten Days in the, Hell. Yeah, the tennis one. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you, it's tough though, right? And I mm -hmm. feel like there should be more of it. And I feel like Adam, because it's could, so rich if you for come with sports. 
romantic comedy. Oof. That's your sweet like spot. Love and basketball. Oh. I used to date a girl. She went to Dalton. Lauren Alexander. We used to watch that movie. Ice each other's knees. <laughs> go shoot around. Is that a euphemism for something? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what in, in sports? Just to wrap up that that chunk of your life. Uh, I mean, again, like the experiences that have you've been afforded to be able to to participate in. I mean. I'm sure, like Lakers finals games, or or even as a kid, like uh, in I mean, New York. I mean, seeing Super my Bowls. dad passed out in the shower after the Bill Buckner '86 game was kind of traumatic. Obviously, wow. you know what I mean, and and uh, and being with him when they won that first World Series, and he got a shout out on SportsCenter. That was pretty cool that oh, night. That was a, that was an all timer. I mean, we just I, I have this new show with NBA TV, so we just got to go to All Star Weekend and shoot what? our, shoot our what show? show. It's called the Warm Up. It's me, Tony Rock, and Roe Parish used to be a DJ for the Mavericks. Oh my god, half hour dude. live. Thursday nights in, on Twitter with the NBA and, and I go to Atlanta every week and, and do it. And At the Turner Studios? Yeah, and so mm-hmm. we went down to All-Star Weekend and we took a car from the hotel to the arena and we couldn't get there. It was an hour. It's Mardi Gras. We went yeah. one block. And so me, Roe, Tony, and Ernie Johnson walked through Mardi Gras to the stadium. And people, where's Charles? Hey, Ernie. And he's got his bow tie and his notes. Mm-hmm. And we were just hoofing it and telling stories. Oh, and I was my like, God. that was super killer. Have you been to an All-Star Weekend before? Yeah, never professionally. Let's put it that way. I've been to right. All-Star Weekends in other capacities. But yeah. never, to, never on this level, like with the NBA. Uh, Wait, so you go every week to Atlanta? Every Thursday, yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, fly down that 6.30 Delta flight, (laughs) land, try not to go to Chick-fil-A, soul Mm -hmm. search a little bit, and then I get on the monorail and go to the station and do the show and fly back Friday. Wow. Amazing. But you come come on. You're a comedian. You're in the I'm in Tucson. Yeah. I got two nights in Dallas. For yeah. sure. For Tony sure. Rock. I, I'm always like, wow, Tony, I'm doing six thousand miles a week. He's like, dude, that's a weekend sometimes. Like yeah. you guys go hard. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, we're traveling every weekend right now. I mean, it's like, but but that's dude, that's bu- What's that's- your favorite seat on Southwest? You know about twelve A? You walk on twelve A, it's the one on the left <laughs> that has no seat in front of it. Yes, mm-hmm. good call. Like, at least on the LA Vegas flights, twelve A. Uh, that is. Turner Studios is amazing, huh? Oh, dude, sitting in the office and arguing with Kevin Garnett if Ben Wallace should be a Hall of Famer. It's like the coolest. Have you been on what's um, the coolest the, place? The, uh, the name of his uh, Area Twenty One. Yeah. What do you think of that? I, I love it, man, because he's that intense during the breaks yeah. and in the station and. It's really cool to watch the games on your computer on TV and then have your computer open and watch his little segments and it's so dope when he's sitting there talking with Gary Payton and you're just like, dude, these guys. Because he are- brings that same intensity that he did oh as a God, player. He's sitting in the office. You think Ben Wallace is a Hall of Famer? Oh man, who else could guard Shaq one on one? Name someone, dog. Name someone. And you're like, ah, I can't name anyone. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take him. Sorry, Kevin Garnett. Ar- like, Arvidas so- Sabonis, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing too with sports and comedy. When you look at a show like Inside the NBA and being such a top. Like show that that encompasses like so much of both out el- like they're just as heavy comedy as they are reporting the facts. It's so good, and it's the an guys are just themselves. And back to hosting, you know, it's yeah. just, I mean, Ernie's the best at keeping them on the tracks, and then they just let them go and do their thing. And it's mm-hmm. so you can do that job. Run. I feel like be be that guy, the Ernie to, guy. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Ernie. Where's Ernie going? He's he's doing two a days. He's yeah. doing baseball. He's doing golf. Yeah. Like that dude goes hard. Wait, so the warm up. What do, what is the like main thing? It's, it's half hour live on Twitter, so it's talking about the games that'll be a doubleheader that night on TNT. And then just finding fun stuff. Like we had Detlef Schrempf in the in the studio and Good dude. Yeah, Detlef's awesome. Ask him a bunch of questions, go down memory lane, Sonic stuff. You know, Does he remember and, meeting me at a, a Red Robin in Federal Way in, in nineteen ninety five? He brought that up actually. The next time he's on the show, I'm gonna ask him that and do a split screen. I'll send you the picture yeah. and you can show it to him. If, My mom That's what we would do on that show. If you yeah. sent me a picture of you and Detlef Schrempf, we would show it to him well, the next time he's on. Kendall the show. Gill's in there too, because it was the meet Gill and Schrempf. 
which should be the name of a beach cop duo show that I on PAX <laughs> shout out to PAX if they're still around and uh, we waited outside Red Robin for seven hours dude my mom my sister and I I was like mom you can meet shrimp and gill at Red Robin she's like let's go she didn't know like how long it was gonna be and, uh, and we finally got there in the picture, and I was like, you guys are the greatest. And he was like, thank you. And then that was it. But like, greatest day of my life. That's everything to you, man. Still got that photo. Now, now you can go on Deadlift, Deadlift Shrimp's Instagram, see a photo of him at the Red Robin. You don't need to wait online anymore. <laughs> right. That's what it is. He's now, on you know? Instagram. Of course he so, is. But, What's Shrimp posting on Instagram? You know, so our show is about you know lifestyle, fashion, you know the oh, uh, good. all that fun stuff. So it's it's been dope, man. And the, the vault of footage they have is so bananas. Because you'll say... Can you pull up a footage? I think it was like a slam dunk contest when Patrick Ewing was wearing a mock like purple turtleneck and had no like reading way. glasses. And they're like, oh, yes, absolutely. Houston, 1990. And How they, like, 1989. they don't type that in like a Google search, nah, they, they do. They have a whole server of like anything. So if you want to be like, can you find out like Craig Elo's stats as, against, a Sonic. as a Sonic against the Bulls in regular season games? Like, you know, without being an asshole and taking up all their bandwidth, within reason, right. like... <laughs> You can they'll, they'll yeah. find you see, the by stuff. By the way, if I get in that position, don't yeah. ask me. You know what I mean? They'll find the stuff. For the, I just think that's what heaven is. Heaven is this giant Google server with stuff like that. Dude, that where, sounds where like can... a fantasy camp for a dude. Oh yeah. my God. Like, Do you remember the time Mike Connolly was injured? He broke his face and on the bench. He wore a Vancouver snapback, but he was with Memphis. And they're like, what yes. was the name of the peanut guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they have all this footage because they shot. You know, the NBA, I remember seeing Adam Silver speak at, at South by last year, and he talked about how the NBA's always been a media company. Like, NBA entertainment was a thing. As a kid, my dad, mm-hmm. during my car, he just dubbed from VHS to DVD, like Michael Jordan's Playground and Dazzling Dunks and Basketball Bloopers sure. and NBA, NBA Superstars. NBA and, Superstars 2 was my thing. <laughs> I would watch that shit. Yeah, dude. When, uh, awesome. it, 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 that it, opened it up a little bit. Yeah. It had Sean Kemp on it, and it had a collaboration with Rakim, and it was there like, was music and Total highlights videos and, yeah, yeah, yeah you saw charles barkley dunk into born to be wild are you kidding me that was the shit i love I that did learn about the bengals and about like you know music from that i right. mean whitney houston dr j like you know patty labelle sang him on jordan's highlights yeah. saying the song feels like another one exactly why the hell do i know that song dude, because of that tape the dude from menace to the menace to society was the lead in michael jordan's Playground or the or, or come fly with me. One of the sequels no, in the Michael yeah. Jordan, the lead in Menace, who's like Jamie Foxx's homie. So every time you interview Jamie Foxx, the dude from Michael Jordan's Playground is at the interviews, and so that's who I go and nerd true. out. My boss at E you would be like, "Why do you have ten minutes with Jamie Foxx about Michael Jordan's Playground? Like that's not what we wanted to know. Uh, like, uh, that's what not that's not what you wanted, but yeah. I think that's what America wants. Wait, you know? question: Do they have footage? Of like extra footage of the Pistons Pacers brawl, and have you asked well, for? That's it? that's the thing, right? Is like there hasn't been a big fight in the NBA since that. I remember watching that live. You watched and, that live? Yeah, it was a Friday night in New York. There was, was randomly on ESPN, and you're watching mm-hmm. the game, and that's it. And man, it's been so wild now to do stuff with Meta, to do stuff with Ron Artest. Do you ever? Yeah, think do you ever about? Yeah, he that? talks about it all the time. Absolutely. What does wow. he? You know, how messed up a situation it was and how he handled it wrong and how he paid the price for it. And if you think about the fact that he was, you know, he lost millions of dollars and suspended for a season and all was that. You know, and now he could be at the Kids' Choice Awards, like getting slimed on, or he's, everybody loves Meta World. He's a panda's friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody loves him. He's a champion. He's a, you know, he's an advocate for mental health issues and he's out there creating content and cartoons. Like, Meta's awesome to think he was in the malice at the palace. Like, that was nuts. 
That's Steven crazy, Jackson. Man. That might be Stephen Jackson. Yeah, I just met him at the airport, and I had to, in a ten-minute conversation, had to ask him about it. But it was just like, so you you could be a correspondent on our show. We got to do that, man, dude. Oh, you, you know what you got to come with me to? Boom in WNBA All Star Weekend, Seattle, Washington. When this is summer? It? July twenty-first, second, and third. Oh, that's my bachelor in. party. Damn. WNBA. <laughs> WNBA Seattle. What better place for a bachelor party? Right, there's my, all right, what? Well, Tons of athletic Friendship games? on the line. Come on. Friendship on the line. Is Sue Bird going to be there? Oh, my God. Oh, Brad, is Sue Bird going to be at your WNBA bachelor WNBA All-Star Weekend, Seattle, Pacific right. Northwest in the summertime. If, I, if my one get-out-of-jail-free card. If, if, if I can get Rebecca Lobo to be the entertainment. <laughs> Rebecca Lobo and a bottle of Chardonnay. It's done. You guys are ready to go. <laughs> dude, that's killer. Um, Huh? I mean, I would. I mean, dude, I, I, I would love to find a way to, to, to blend the comedy sports world with you for sure. Yeah, yeah, some correspondence or something. Got to figure it out. It's dope that you've been able to uh, really like take all your skill sets and and you know put. I mean, in like the NBA live, like the live aspect, and then the sports and the uh, uh, just conversing with people on the fly. Like it seems like you, which I guess is what you do. Like I don't know who said it, Brad. You might know because you know shit like this. But like, mm-hmm. the per- like you use everything that you. Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is it a fucking uh, I'm, Sherry O'Terry? I'm that weird computer that brings that, up stats. That's and, so, yeah, that's that's so me. dope. You mentioned that I was at an NBA Legends brunch all-star weekend recently. Grant Hill was getting honored, and Kristen Ledlow from Inside Stuff took mm-hmm. us, and we all went. And, and, and David Robinson was speaking, and he says, I think it was a quote from maybe George Washington Carver said something to the effect of, like, start with what you have and then go from there, mm-hmm. which is so true, right? As people are looking to advance their life and their careers and to find their way. And it's like, you have so much around you. You have so much within you. Uh, even if you don't have relationships or connections, you've got enthusiasm, you've got knowledge, you've got determination. Like you have all these resources yeah. at your disposal. You just got to creatively think about how you can bring value. And if, you know, you're, I, and if you're Ben Lyons, you have a piece of the aggro crack in your house. You know what I mean? I mean, so, and I think, uh, I, I, I think that's what we all have to take away from it. climb the most treacherous mountains in life. You know, it's just a little personal perseverance and uh you know a 10 second head start because you won the slow <laughs> uh I, all right I'll, yeah. as we wrap up i just want to do uh something that a friend of ours uh, d- uh does on a podcast where he names some people and you just say something about them that comes to your mind oh, yeah? all right let's do it <clears throat> uh mario lopez excited what's up buddy hey man what's up buddy Always. excited he's excited he's in the gym at five what he's ready to go i guess you have to be i shouldn't be yeah. surprised by that great yeah. performance as greg luganis in a tv movie once Ooh. sports and comedy it wasn't yeah. so much a comedy but yeah it's kind of funny because it's mario doing that's another it. guy so that I'm, right. like you mentioned um uh see everywhere or whatever yeah, yeah well miley doing like a breakout like where's mario like i would like greg luganis hey man the guy can't he act he's proven it like i could see him in the basement in pulp fiction sitting there with an apple <laughs> in the corner being oh, like man. what's up man one can only hope <laughs> what's up dude uh marshawn lynch beast mode um uh Marshawn Lynch is amazing. I don't know why I'm doing word association. You didn't tell me to do that. But I, I love I love seeing how curious he is with playing off of people's awkwardness or uncomfortable, you know, nature. It's really cool to see him travel that thing he did in Ireland yeah. where he was going over there with yeah. Skittles or whatever. Yeah, and he almost got hit by a bus. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, I I think it's coming from a place of curiosity. Lucky about, for the bus, it didn't hit him. <laughs> curiosity about uncomfortableness like yeah. like awkwardness I don't think it's because he's just super curious and wants to meet all types of people it's the opposite I think he wants to play in that space of you yeah. know misconception and go outside and his I, comfort zone yeah I think he's, he's awesome is it cool that athletes do you enjoy when athletes do 
uh, show that much of themselves and kind of oh, go against yeah. the grain? Absolutely, man. I don't want to see Marshawn Lynch sitting on NFL Tonight being like analyzing a defense. You know what I mean? I want to mm-hmm. see him out Anybody there. Anybody can do that. You know, like I want to see him out there in the world touching people and doing stuff. So uh, Carson Daly. Man, that's the career, dude. Oh, what? Right? Last call to Carson Daly. He's been on for 15 years at 1 o'clock in the morning on NBC or whatever. And he gets to have cool people on the show and play golf, have kids. Yep. He just won the Pebble Celeb Pro-Am. Yep. Crushing the orange room. I have a fun game with a friend of mine at, at, at uh, Universal. Her name's Tara Martino. She's a publicist. And I always like to just take anyone's career and I can just make it be like, Huge and just so awesome. Like Carson's is, so yeah. it's not that hard yeah. to do. Still, but on still the radio, host a morning radio show. He, he wants to talk. He wants the voice. He wants to do something with some Coachella band called Cucumber Surprise. Like he can. He wants to do something with Nick Faldo. He can. He yeah. wants to do something on the Today Show with Scarlett Johansson. Right. He can. Like, he can do whatever he wants. By the way, I just remembered uh, in talking about multiple gigs when you did Yahoo. Were we friends at this point? Yahoo on the road. When yeah, you did that's that? where I crossed in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, right. How did that gig come about? I had done some, you know, freelance gig with Yahoo here yeah. and there, hosting one-offs and stuff, and they had this idea of a way to introduce a lot of new product, a weather app, a new. They'd go across the country and put on these concerts, and we went five weeks on a bus. It was yeah. my first real time in America. Like, let's be honest, I grew up in New mm-hmm. York. I live in LA. Yeah. I don't really know, like, oh, eleven o'clock on a Friday in. Uh, hour outside St. Louis. What do you guys yeah. want to get into? You yeah. know, like I, I just, Hooters is all the So <laughs> we went to Dallas, Cincinnati, Seattle, Idaho. Like we did. We had Macklemore and Kendrick Lamar and Imagine Dragons and John Legend, and they had some really good artists. And we came awesome. on stage and introduced them, and that was really fun. Tour bus life, pretty dope. I just did it for the first time. He's done it before. Yeah. So dope when you're not driving. Like, Come on. Oh, oh yeah. Man, everyone, I'm the host. I sit in the back. Oh, I got yeah, all the DVDs dude. from the gas stations, the oh, dollar yeah. box. <laughs> yes, DVD I'm gas like, station. I'll watch, like, you know, The Firm for $1. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's long, dope. Long kiss goodnight. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, Michelle Beadle. Um, she is. Michelle Beadle has worked it out for herself because she just, like, lets everyone know, like, hey, I love the Spurs. I love yep. staying home and watching Game of Thrones. I know everything about sports and I drink wine. Like, pay me tons of money. <laughs> and she's, like, really good live. She's as comfortable yeah. doing live at a NBA Finals or whatever mm-hmm. as she is sitting on the couch watching Game of Thrones or whatever. Yep. Like, she's super cool. Love I we did two that. weeks of radio together. It was, like, two summers ago maybe. And, yeah, we were up at 5 a.m. every day. And she's... Yeah, Beatles awesome. Is somebody like that? Does, does she go out of her way to throw advice? As somebody like you, who's uh, a few, you know, she's got some years on you experience wise, right? Oh, 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 let me tell you about back in my well, I don't day know, I mean, when I, I was your age. You add, like I'm like you're yeah, you obviously pick her brain, but, but yeah, but she's she's somebody who knows her voice and knows her self worth and knows. Do you pick up from watching, or do the people like that? Do they go out of the way to say like, oh, or do you ask? You seek or, it out. You yeah. know what I mean. You hear with athletes too. Who might be like, yo, I was a rookie and I made sure. You know, Kevin Garnett speaks fondly of Sam Mitchell and his time in Minnesota, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to pick people's brains and ask them for nuggets and advice for sure she yeah. she knows the value of like what she brings to the table and her gravitas and her voice and you can take that from Beatle for Hell sure yeah. uh kobe bryant man these laker fans love him huh <laughs> i didn't yo, like i didn't bread. i didn't understand how real it was till i moved here yeah i thought oh he's one of the best players in the game he's a superstar it's a religion yeah it's a, it, 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 it's the church of kobe it's, un- it, it's it's pretty nuts. It's unreal. It's yeah. unreal. And 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 moving here when I did was like oh six. So that was prime Kobe versus everybody mode. That was yeah, like that was I'm, him. Fuck we're the gonna world. We're gonna go down. We're gonna yeah. lose by. I don't care. I'm take. 
And then it was the championships and the three finals appearances. Yeah. And the 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 game last year, you know, the ride off for the side. These Laker fans, like you, you're complaining. Oh, I haven't been in the finals in seven years. You know, it's like no, you got the Kobe victory tour. Yeah. You tried to cut the line with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, and, and now you have to <laughs> suffer. And this is your first year of being in the basement and get get comfortable. It's going to be ten years. <laughs> it's going to be ten years. Yeah, it's 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 like weird coming from a Knicks fan where it's like you're not you're not guaranteed anything. We're Knicks fans. We know. No, Knicks have replaced the Cubs yeah. now, and that's like, oh, it's the, the sorriest franchise. Yeah, in sports. 1972. You know. So, how, how old are you? Uh, 33. 33, and you grew up yeah. in Orange County. All right. So when yeah. you first discovered basketball, yeah, that was Showtime. 87, 88. Oh, wow. Back to back championships. Scott and Michael oh Thompson. God. Spoiled. Oh, Byron wow. Scott was my favorite player. Oh, totally right. So yeah. that's, that's when you're falling in love with the game in your and backyard. The, yeah. You got tickets to the forum, and, and then you had Magic, and then oh, killer. Even in like the mid 90s, when, when they were we, bad. The mid '90s. It was still fun players the like of the playoffs. Nick Van Exel was Sidel cool. Three. Yeah, th- yeah, those guys. Eddie been... Jones, oh, Eldon Ed- Campbell, Eddie, Eddie Jones, Cedric Sabalos. Yeah, you say that? Sure. '93, you're an eight seed. You win two games against Phoenix. I ultimately lose, but so what? Yeah, it's, like it's, it's somewhat there, and then, then it's you start drinking, right? You start drinking and watching sports. <laughs> That's a different relationship, yeah, right? Yeah, totally when you're, is. When you're 11 and you're waiting for an autograph, when you're 21 and you're trying to go to the party, yeah. What's that? That's Shaq and Kobe. That's right? Shaq and Kobe. Oh. Oh, man, you're hanging out with your friends, watching Shaq and Kobe, Rick Going Fox, to the parades. Finals, parades. 0.04 seconds. Drinking at the yeah. parade. Then, fast forward a little bit. What do you get? You get money for the first time in your life. Yeah. You're a working comedian. You've done some mm-hmm. jobs. The Red Bull check clears. The podcast getting downloads. <laughs> courtside a Laker game. You're you dancing money. on the Jumbotron. You, you meet Chris Pratt in the bathroom. You know what I mean? That's happened. Your friends have money. You got courtside. Now you're winning to Andrew Bynum comes to town. Youngest yeah. player ever. All-star for Bynum. Two twin, titles. Twin, twin Towers you know, with him and Powell. And, oh, the disaster of Carl Malone and Gary Payton when you only yes. got to the finals. What right. a disaster that Got to was. game seven. You guys are so against fucking Detroit. sports. <laughs> it's unreal. But right, those three life marks. Yes. Falling in love with the game, drinking, having money. You had nothing but success at right. all three of those key which developmental in, stages. Which really means analyze in, It's amazing. By the which, way, you asked me, what, is it, what do you mean when you say Kobe Bryant? No, yeah. the, qu- the question was, did you play a musical instrument right. as a child? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. We, yeah, which means in seven years, when you say we're going to be good again, that's about when uh, on the on the life track, that's probably when my first kid will be like just Dad, being aware Dad, of basketball. I Jersey too. Yeah, you know I mean? and you're there like, you well, go. let's fucking watch the Lakers. Let's watch the ball brand. kids. Yeah, Lakers jersey. Yep. So much success. And then that, and then that, that's when we'll hit you it again. Spoiled. You know what? Fuck you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe. So Kobe, like I said, that. Now, but you do the radio out here, and you'll you'll go off. You're like, yeah, you know, he's 35, and he just missed last season with uh, an Achilles, and I don't know if it's the best idea. What? He's Kobe Bryant. He's still the greatest player of all time. He's got five rings, and you're like, all right, Jimmy and Alhambra, thanks for calling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was, I was definitely on the fan track of. Please retire, Kobe. Just, get, oh, really? Just, I was definitely on that track. I, want, I wanted, I, like, I wanted, please resort to being like the ninth man on a team and yeah, shoot you're the ball not six times. the dude. No, no, Come off not, the bench the same way Paul Kobe. Pierce is doing yeah. right now for the Clippers. It's not happening for. Kobe. By the way, I went to that uh, Clippers game the other night where they honored Pierce, and he didn't even get in the game, and I was like, Doc, man, like. What? Like, is there something? What do they honor Pierce for? Is Paul Pierce night? Well, in the, yeah. I mean, it was just like. His last game against the Celtics or ah. something. Yeah, that's what it was. And they yeah. put him up, and I was like, what the f- Like, what is it? What Let him hit a shot. He hit the three-pointer in his last game in, the in garden. Boston. Yeah. So maybe you want to K- end it on that. Kiss the floor. I guess, but like. I it, as you saw from his bowling performance on my show, yep. he's not really, he doesn't really have it anymore. <laughs> touch. Uh, two more. Adam Sandler. 
Um, man, Sam is one of those dudes who gets to just like do what he wants and do it with the people he wants to do it with. Like I touched his world a little bit with the Happy Madison yeah. stuff with House Bunny. Yeah. And it's all his friends hanging out on set and the same people work on the same movies and that's kind of the way it should be, right? Is How that- do you feel about the people who, like as I'm, you're uh, like us that came up with his movies, right? So like obviously there's been a, a shift like and people shit on it now. They're like, why are you making... But it's like he's probably making more money than he ever did. It's make, it makes him all the money you want to do. You get to travel the country with your five best friends and do your stand-up and go on every talk show dressed in sweatpants. Like, he figured it out. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And, okay, with the... You know, cinephile in me like to see him walk That's closer to, to like yeah. punch drunk love and yeah, to right. Spanglish uh, and the, stuff like the that. One, the Judd Apatow one that I love. That's funny really people. good. That's pretty long, but really yeah, good. Yeah. Funny people. Yeah. Uh, I, would, can he do more of that? Like, if he doesn't want maybe to, he doesn't want to. Like, I remember Jerry Ferrara once was like, "Yo, I'm trying to go in this movie. I don't want to sit in the desert in Arizona and cry <laughs> for three months and lose weight and like do all this stuff." Like Adam Sandler, you want to go make a movie with your buddies and yeah, about Selma Hayek, pe- yeah, like, about peeing in, the pool, peeing in the pool in yeah, a water park, yeah, it's fucking go awesome. for it. And Shaq and Dan, Pe- like you get totally. Like, and, and and I don't know, like I, I had nothing but Rex good- Ryan from Adam Ray's second favorite team, <laughs> the Jets, is in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the movie with um uh with Samberg where he they're like. Father and son. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, they're in Rhode uh, Island or whatever. That's my boy. That movie's great. Yeah, that movie's great. Um, all right, last one. Jeffrey Lyons. Ah, the man. Yeah, the greatest dad I could ever ask for. So supportive, the most intelligent man in the world. Like he knows stuff about presidents and kings and politics and history, and he's so well traveled and informed. And when man, do you check in with he's him? The or best. Is he every day, with- I talk to him every day. Yeah. We we watch each other's stuff. We send funny clips to each other, and I love. You know, talking to him about, I remember he had an interview T.I. and I was giving him stuff and he was like, he, his whole intro was like, I'm here with the rubber band man. And T.I. was just so <laughs> shocked that he like knew all this stuff. Have you helped to educate your dad on some of the more like, the, like just current artists and people? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. We get into it all the time. Absolutely. We get into it all the time with actors and, and musicians. And, and it's really funny that he still wants to go out there and see film at the level that he's doing it at. And the people he's in, he's in, he interviewed Snoop for, it's that movie, like a horror movie once called Bones, and he, I gave him all these lyrics to quote, and it's just oh, so fun to shit. share it with him. You That's know? great. It's yeah, he's the best. I love I best. I love that you guys have that bond, and love that you have that uh, common job. And he invented the real yeah. fan life, man. He has a Red Sox fan in New York. He mm. knew which side of the street in Sixth Avenue he could listen to the game on the radio in the eighties, and Crazy. and it was like next to an Armenian music station. So you'd be like, oh, Wade Boggs on deck, and like it would bleed in at the station. And he just like he is he listens to about a hundred and fifty five Red Sox games on the radio a year. That's Amazing. pretty impressive if you don't live in Boston. Like, yeah, that's, incredible. That's pretty hardcore. So, yeah. so he's diehard Boston. Oh, my God. Not across all sports, just yeah. with the Red Sox. He's in spring training right now. He goes on Thursday, actually. Spring yeah. training is the greatest. Yeah, We've been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went for um, my high school baseball team would go in Arizona and we'd do that. That was always fun. I mean, there's sports comedy in that. High school, private school baseball team goes oh, to Arizona yeah, for dude. spring training there's, in the 90s. We should really. ASU, uh, Hooters. There's the movie there. <laughs> dude. It's a movie, uh, well, right? there, there Call your like, buddy Adam Sandler. You could do it. Sandler produces for Netflix. You, Adam Ray stars as the JV baseball that. coach. Oh my god! We had a JV coach. This guy Noah Lefevre. He was he would come and he'd be like, Ben. I'm addicted to action. I was at the Indian Casino last night till so late. You know, you could do a whole. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. 
There might be some entourage ballers like in there, but like a low level. I mean, private like, school in New York City. They go out to Arizona, and we stayed in like a motel on the side of a freeway. Other, we were praying there's a softball team from Iowa there. <laughs> this was high, wait, this was high school. Yeah, like 97, 98. I took so many high school basketball trips, so I'm sure right. those elements like there's totally. same Arizona Mills Mall. You're trying to, to find trouble because you're in high school and you're out of your fucking zone. This is a funny one. I was on the bus at Sundance, which is like the best way to meet people and get around the yeah. festival. And some guy said he does lifestyle movie marketing. He does test screenings. I said the best test screening I ever went to was an early screening for Scary Movie at the Arizona Mills. <laughs> Mall, like a test screening. It was mm-hmm. 18 of us in high school and we're 18. He goes, yo, that screening got me a promotion. It's a legendary screening of how successful the scare. Weinstein's moved the premiere up. We did all this stuff off of that screening and here we are on the oh bus of Sundance. Oh my God. It was like movietickets.com you know, research screenings yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 18 dudes up in there in Arizona screaming at scary movie. Like it's the oh funniest movie God. ever. Yeah, dude, there's, yeah, there's like, what's the funniest movie you remember seeing as a Austin kid? Austin Powers. Going to see Austin Powers. You mm-hmm. lost your mind. Lost my mind. Lost. Mall rats. Yeah. Like Austin Powers. British. What? Yeah. Come on. The second, the second one. Too, <laughs> what? His it teeth are a Cruise, mess. This is hilarious. Yeah. Right. Uh, so funny. Uh, real quick side tangent. Uh, real yeah. quick last story. When yeah. you mentioned Wade Boggs, you made me think of uh, when I chased uh, Mariners Red Sox game in the Kingdom, and I waited for Mariners Jay Buhner, Edgar Griffin, whoever to come out who signed shit. And Boggs came out, and I chased him all the way to the bus. Went onto the bus. I was like 11 years old. Had a ball. Uh, by the time uh, I got to the bus, he already had a beer in his hand. And I go, Mister Boggs, will you sign this? I was on the bus. He signed it and then burped and blew it in my face. <laughs> A beer burp, a Boggs beer burp, coming this summer from from Adam Sandler. Boggs beer burp. Uh, Eleven years old at the urinal in the press booth at Fenway Park. I look over, is Reggie Jackson. Says, "Hey kid, who's your favorite player?" I said, "Wade Boggs. I love Wade." He looks at his buddy. He goes, "Ah, Wade Boggs fucking sucks." Ben Lyons, everybody. Hey. Wade, Wade Boggs, if you're out there, come on the podcast and defend yourself. There you go. Uh, you're at Ben Lyons on all social media, yeah? I am Ben Lyons, yeah. Adam Ray, thanks for having me dude, on, this dude. this was the best. This was awesome. I good mean, to meet you. Good to see yeah. you. Yeah, thanks. Super cool. Uh, yeah, thank you. And we'll... Uh, Brad. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, see you on Mason in Ireland soon. Yeah, good luck with Lonzo Ball and your Figueroa parade <laughs> next year. It's going to be a long summer until your next year winning a title. <laughs> you Fuck you, Brad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? 
why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.